Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie Venus de Milo Bellicom, Sam mm. Venus Calipige, uh, Calipige Burns, I'm not really sure how to pronounce oh. that one. Uh, and Ellie, <laughs> Sheila Nagig, Sparrow. These three... Are, I don't know what any of these I don't things know, mean. I know what the first one is. These three were provided by uh, Valeria Messalina from Twitter. Uh, so thank you again. I got to say that those ones have actually slipped by me on references. But if you understood them, um, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Jesus, to explain someone else's tweet. Yes. Yay! By all means. It's episode 143. Um, Nothing numerically significant that I know from there. Probably something weird and numerically significant. It's a satisfying number. It's a satisfying number. So, but in terms of satisfaction... What? Is it prime? Yes, I think it is. Maybe. Feels like it. Tweet me and tell us if it's prime. <laughs> the last time we got a prime no, number right. wrong, they, they definitely told us on the on the server. They did. They yeah, did. I was yeah. pleased actually. It was yeah. Yes, other people are better at maths than us. Yes. Thirteen. Ah. Thirteen's got. Of course it does. It's eleven. Eleven, 11 thirteen. How did none of us notice that? We're actors. <laughs> what is maths? Mind you, you like you and Rob are actually. Yeah, good at maths. like I didn't you have a maths say? <laughs> like, actually, you did, well I did have a maths You did level. better than me. I was going to say you. I'm pretty sure you did better than me in maths A level. Yeah, <laughs> that was ages ago. <laughs> you did maths A levels. Ages. I did. It's less time do, for you than for me. I know. I know. Stories. It's a plot twist that I got a maths A level, but I did. I was actually quite good at maths. To be fair, I was good at maths in AS level in the first year of that. And then the second half of the second year, they lost me a bit. Mm. Mm. I did still pass, though, so, you know. Mm. I do have one, <laughs> technically. Speaking of passing, it's time to pass the uh, seconds frittering away into eternity. Uh, not with uh... a podcast, but by our demanding future us, what messages from the present? It's Future Jason with messages from the present. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you by you. Thank you very much to our crew members on the Flintlocks Patreon. There is a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. I believe the patrons are currently voting on an item. You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs, link in the description. We are an affiliate of dnddice.com, makers of beautiful specialty dice since 2010. Whether you need dice because you're masquerading as a vampire, calling Cthulhu, or are some sort of pathfinder gathering the magic munchkins, you can click through our affiliate link in the description and grab yourself, or a friend, some particularly sexy dice or a particularly sexy leather dice bag. We're also an affiliate of Zavi, fine producers of nerdy garments and handy household items. Remember, you can click through the affiliate link in the description and use code FLINTLOCKS20 to take 20% off clothing and FLINTLOCKS10 to take 10% off not clothing. Once again, we're involved with the online group heist game, Agent Venture, the most fun you can have on a Zoom call while keeping your shirt on. Pull off a heist, infiltrate a base, and save the world with only a laptop, an internet connection, and your socially distant friends. 
check out the link in the description. And finally, an important announcement. It's been a long year for everyone, and that includes us. Life has changed for all of us here at Flinlocks and Fireballs, and not always for the worse. Ellie and I moved out of London, and that was a great change. Unfortunately, it does mean that we will never know how the saga of Fiona will end, but last we heard, she seemed to be a successful entrepreneur and independent businesswoman in a notoriously hazardous market, so we do wish her the best. But all of these changes, combined with the rigours of the pandemic, have put an extra strain on us. This is why we pre-record them, so that whenever circumstances prohibit recording, or physical well-being or mental health mean that we aren't in a place to record, we don't. We let the buffer of pre-recorded episodes take the strain, and get in extra sessions at another time. We started this podcast with a buffer of ten episodes, and for the first couple of years we mostly bounced between four to six buffer episodes. This year, our buffer ran to two, and then one, and then zero, and it's forced us to take a look at how we produce the podcast. The fact is, we love doing this. We love playing this game, we love Calcinia, and we love the community of stowaways that have built up around it. So don't worry, we're not cancelling the show. But with life as it is right now, we can't produce episodes in the same quantity, at the same level of quality as we have done, and maintain good mental health. If you're a long-time listener, and it's episode 143 for crying out loud, so I imagine you probably are, you know how highly we prize mental health, and how much we encourage people to do the same. So after a lot of discussion, we've elected to change our schedule instead. To begin with, we'll be taking a two-week hiatus at the end of this episode. There won't be any bonus content this week, and we will be returning with episode 144 on May the 4th, Star Wars Day, if you will, at our usual 7pm BST. Thereafter, we will be on a four-week rotation, with one episode a week for three weeks, and then a week off. We will also be releasing bonus content on the first and third week of this four-week pattern, rather than every week. On the fourth week, we encourage you to check out other podcasts in the TTRPG space, or if you want more Flintlocks, there's, well, there's nearly three years of content in our archives. Don't worry, we'll be back the week after. We love you all very much, and even if it is a little less regular, we look forward to continuing our adventures with you on the shores of Calcinia. Fair seas and natural twenties. Back to you, past Jason. When I say not with the podcast, that's like, it's still part of the podcast. It's just me wittering on about, like, things. <laughs> no, that's not the podcast. That's something outside the podcast. <laughs> I realized I could have joined in with your singing and I just made a completely separate and discordant noise. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> Speaking of separate discordant noises, it's time for us to begin. <laughs> Flintlots and fireballs. <laughs> Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. 
So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> On flintlocks and fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> you really waited until I started. I really <laughs> How long did you were so long finding music? It was amazing. Oh, previously <laughs> on Flintlocks and Fireballs, it's been like two weeks since we last recorded. Um, something happened. Oh yeah, dreadful but revelations. Everything happened, dude. <laughs> um, previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party ventured north from Newmark to the town of Beer Barrel to investigate the mysterious institute. Uh, the strange, walled-off, uh, I want to say, enclave of kidnapped scientists uh, serving at the pleasure of the Five-Pointed Star. Uh, nominally, five point, uh, the Five-Point Manufacturing Company, nominally Gold Star Shipping, and ultimately, as it determined, the wing of... Uh, one point on the star of the Five-Pointed Star that terminated with... Golden Kratz and Guildenstern. However, this revelation, uh, following on from the party saving the world from a terrifying uh, mycoid-based uh, <laughs> world-ending catastrophe, hmm. uh, also discovered in a moment or in an unexpected moment where the party's revelations about their power to see the future coincided with a moment of emotional weakness on the part of Lady Grace, in which the aforementioned uh, elf nobleman revealed quite a lot of secrets spurred <laughs> on, uh, it would appear, by some measure of guilt or remorse for the life she had chosen. Chief amongst which were the revelations that she had, uh, had long known Celestia's mother, Nivara Rothenol, that the pair of them had been partners in crime in a scheme not so much of world domination as an attempt to change the course of history uh, a lot away from the current paradigm of aristocratic nobility and uh, the societies that create it. There definitely appeared to be some degree of schism between the pair, although one significantly widened by revelations about the degrees to which Naivara has gone, especially in with regards to the training of the Ebon Guard and the radically high attrition rate uh, that training undertook. The party have found themselves in an uncertain space. A, an almost trusted ally pro having proved to be all... well virtually, although very much not literally, in bed with one of their worst enemies, and furthermore, one of the two founders of the aforementioned Golden Kratz and Guildenstern, 
and thus are the final point of the five-pointed star. Which has made breakfast very awkward. <laughs> taken, to say the least. Uh, away from each other. She left, didn't she? Uh, she... I mean, we had breakfast. We, had had breakfast. we stood there eating sausages. Yeah. She went to ride ahead. Yes, yeah. uh, she went to ride ahead. She's not. She's not just fucked off in a completely different direction because, like you, she also needs to get back to Newmarket. Oh yeah, no, it's what she was um, But the uh, and indeed, the three of you uh, mount up on Kerberos and a summoned horse and make the final leg of your journey back to Newmark. Once again, you will need to cross uh, the enemy-occupied lines, this time in the light of the morning. Uh, your options m- include going further upstream, upriver, and attempting to evade patrols uh, uh, by going pretty much into the Nightmare Forest and then uh, downriver. By going, taking a route to the coast and then hugging the coastline, hoping that you can evade notice, although this will bring you quite close to the coastal fort of St. Beatrix. Or uh, by going down the middle through the now unoccupied, uh, roughly circular region around the chapel where the charnel pit uh, had been constructed. And indeed, there are still the remains of a camp there, now completely abandoned and surrounded by a circle of scorched earth. <laughs> Have we established that Kerberos can swim? I don't think it's ever come up, but if but uh, but you have no reason to expect that he can't doggy paddle. Oh, dip him in the water and find out. Yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah. If there's a body of water um, uh, available, I think uh, that might be worth at least establishing. Just m- to make sure that he doesn't completely poof out of existence if he touches water. Um, I'll say that you're easily able to test this with... A, you, you can easily... I mean, you've crossed, like, streams and so on. He doesn't pop out oh, of right, existence yeah. if, okay, you, if you go... If he touches water. It's not that kind of magic. Yeah, and it's not, Aww. and it's not the kind of magic where you can't cross running water. Kerberos has gleefully uh, and with dog-like abandon carried you across uh, like shallow streams and so on during this journey and other journeys. Why are you asking if Kerberos can swim? What are you thinking of for a plan? Yeah, what's the plan? Because I hate it already. Mm. Well, I was just thinking it's. It might be a faster way of getting across a uh, a river, if we needed to, than uh, finding a way around. Is what I'm saying. So is, we could all pile this... on the back of Kerberos and, ha- and have him swim us across. Is this like hypothetical or forgetting back to Newmark? Well, hypothetical at the moment, but it may uh, uh, be the easiest way of doing it. In a hypothetical situation where we need to cross rivers. Yeah. I'll give you that. How do you want to get back to Newmark? <laughs> I mean, is there a river we need to cross? Um, you. I mean, I guess if you went up river and then just 
if you go uh, upriver into the uh, through the nightmare forest, you should be able to just go down the river bank. You won't need to cross the river. If, however, you decided to go through the sea, I suppose you could try and do that. Again, I was, assuming that, you'd, I was assuming that you would yeah. hug the coastline rather than actually go into the water. Although I suppose it might you, be you... worth going in the nightmare forest just to check the nightmares aren't there anymore. I was leaning towards the nightmare forest option, I confess, because at least we have a vague idea what's there. All right. Yes, and also, it. hopefully, if anyone is in there that shouldn't be, they're not looking for us. I mean, hopefully, there's no troops in there as well because they get uncomfortable. Okay. Yep. You make, in which case, uh, you. T- uh, turn Kerberos and start um, galloping, cantering, bounding, bounding. in the direction of the Nightmare Forest. Lady Grace and Viv, seeing you do this, turn to follow on their own phantom steeds. Uh, can I just have a stealth check from everyone to uh, uh, for passage into the Nightmare Forest, please? I'm not exhausted anymore. You're not! Ah, oh. oh, same. How exciting. It feels like I've been exhausted forever. Nine. Uh, That is a 24. Excellent. And Viv and Lady Grace respectively rolled a 16 and a natural 20. So uh, as a group, you (laughs) you all successfully make it into the forest. It is still an eerie sort of place. It is strange. There are still, as you make your way through between the silent trees, the wildlife has not really returned here. There are still the patches of unnatural ground. In places you wonder if perhaps they've receded a little? They don't seem to have spread at least. In the, in the few nights you've been away. You keep an eye out. You don't catch any sight of new creatures. Nothing like the mound of mouths and eyes that this place spawned before. Good. Continuing downriver, you make it to the jetty. And you can see... Uh, by the little boat that's being on the on the far side, there is a small guard of, um, well, just militia, including you notice again Chelsea, uh, that one halfling uh, woman who just seems to be being posted here a lot at the moment. Uh, some of I mean, them... she had a rough battle. It's nice for her to have somewhere a bit quieter to be. I'm glad she's chill yeah. for a bit. Even yeah. if it is a nightmare escape. <laughs> she gathers... Uh, uh, you see several of the uh, of the militia seem to start, start gather, uh, getting their weapons when seeing the figures rise, but she raises a hand like waves at you. Wave back. Yeah, wave back. As you up, she looks up with some wonder at the giant dog. Hey. Good to see a friendly face. Oh, they've got to say the three of you are sight for sore eyes. Um, How are you doing? She looks and says, oh, five of you. Uh, It's it's been a tense time. Uh, She picks up a folded newspaper, holds it up. 
Uh, we'll roll you across. You uh, across. Give us a moment. Thanks. There's an awkward bit where you ha- where there is a silent ride with uh, uh, just row across with Lady Grace. Smoke like, ch- like a um, chimney tobacco. <laughs> yeah, Viv and, and Lady Grace are on the other side of the little rowboat. Um, either side of, uh, I guess it'd be Chelsea Road. And Viv is cheerfully just like looking at the uh, at the city, humming to herself. <laughs> Lady Grace. Lady Grace has frankly looked, up until this moment, kind of haggard. She's not really been hiding uh, her feelings. But since she came within sight of the soldiers, she is just once again perfectly composed. Polite, neutral expression. Not making eye contact with any of you, but just... Hello, I keep middle distance looking at her. <laughs> you know how your gaze flicks to someone when you're trying not to look at them? Yeah. That with a pipe hanging out my mouth is what's happening, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Otherwise, just looking anywhere else. <laughs> the you the rowboat brings you across, and Lady Grace and Vivienne emerge first. She looks to the three of you and just gives you a slow nod. Don't give one back. I don't. Really. I acknowledge it, but... I think I just look at her. I do the world's most awkward smile. (laughs) As I mentioned before, if you need the assistance of the Bell Founders, please speak to those on the council. If you require my assistance, I will be in town at least for the immediate future. Understood. Right. Uh, good morning to you all. Chelsea is like, waves. Oh, good morning. Hi. <laughs> Several of the guards are like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. They quickly walk off. Howdy but they're, they're much more interested Howdy than the three of you who are local celebrities, though. There is actually a degree but... of, like, some people offer you some uh, some bacon and wrapped in a bit of bread. Oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> hey, no problem, no problem. You, uh... Oh, wow. Rumours are true, then. You, have, uh, not, uh, you, you haven't been around for a couple of days. Oh, no. What's now? happened in a couple of days? That uh, question is way more important than all mine. <laughs> Chelsea hands you the newspaper. Oh, the no. title is Massacre on Miller Street. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. What? Um, as you quickly skim through, you see that it's talking about the latest in uh, uh, the... The second, yes, it will be the second night of brutal gang violence in the city. Oh dear. <laughs> um, talking, uh, it's, 
uh, it comments on how a series of vicious exchanges between criminal elements seem to have been taking place over the last uh, few over the last few uh, a couple of nights. Hold up, I need to get the exact uh, locations up. No. Ah, we're not sponsored by World uh, World Anvil. But we uh, are Anvil, heavily reliant but, on. But we are heavily reliant <laughs> on it, and sometimes, and that does mean a certain amount of, uh, of fiddling with tabs when I want to get things open. There we go. Um, indeed, uh, Miller's uh, Miller's Lane is in the kitchen. It is borders the kitchen and the garment district, and is not coincidentally on the border. Pretty much smack on in the middle of the border uh, between the area claimed by the Dead Eyes, the Five Friars, the Bowstring uh, Boys, uh, and also just a little bit north of the area that uh, of the more of the Goblin districts of town. It's actually quite a heavy um, cotton manufacturing type area. Uh, as you skim through, you see that. Although there seems to have been some sort of full-on battle, although from reading it looks like more like a series of intense skirmishes uh, with with eyewitnesses talking about seeing uh, various ga- uh, gangs fighting. There's a comment about little blighters shooting from the rooftops. Um, there's there's one person who says they swear they saw what uh, they saw two orcs drop and then get back up and keep fighting for the other side. Oh. It appears that the gangs have been busy in your absence. Oh dear. Um, there's a little bit of prelude as well. Uh, in particular, the paragraph stands out about uh, stands out about two thirds of the way down. Going. The, event, the events of the evening appeared. Uh, events of the night appear to have been sparked by the triple murder of uh, three prominent city halfling city councillors, including the nominal deputy governor, uh, oh, at uh, at sundown, uh, on their way uh, uh, in, in attacks that taking place uh, in their. Uh, on the uh, this would have been ah, yes, in an attacks taking place at city hall itself these no doubt follow on from the uh, from the murder of governor esther stumpf uh, yesterday oh boy and as a result the remaining city uh, the remaining city councillors uh, have not responded for comment although uh, personal security seem to indicate that uh, they uh, are sending their apologies and will not be returning to uh, to work while the current crisis is ongoing. Um, there is a small note about how the uh, remaining uh, about how the military elements of the council have temporarily placed the city under martial law Ow. Uh, at the at the instruction of one Colonel uh, Alton Appleblossom. Okay, well at least someone sensible's in charge. Well, we yeah. need to go and talk to him almost immediately. Well, I mean, if the governor was killed, yeah. 
I mean, I didn't like the governor very much. If I, am I remembering this rightly? Wait, out of character, my dear. Which one's the governor? <laughs> the governor is the room. blonde orc lady uh, who, yeah, Esther Stumpf, uh, yeah, Esther Stumpf who, uh, who was basically, who you vaguely recall was kind of put there through a mixture of um, sponsorship by powerful families and the crime gangs, uh, specifically yeah. the bowstring boys. Yeah. Mm. Who we don't like. No, they sound like dicks. In fairness, they all seem like dicks to some degree, on account of the crime thing. But, <laughs> but some of but them yes. are our crime some friends. Of, some of them are your crime friends. Uh, Naya, uh, you have separately How been... How dare you call our crime friends dicks. You have separately, <laughs> I believe, been offered or inquired about meetings with the Bowstring Boys and the Five Friars. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but they've both been... Hard to negotiate with. Mm, what well, you've not actually, you've not. No, we haven't bothered, have we? The <laughs> you haven't bothered. They've been hard because we haven't bothered. You have, you have mostly dealt with. Uh, you've extensively dealt with the Dead Eyes. You've dealt with the uh, uh, with the Sunset Girls. You have not really spoken to the Thirty Cutthroats yet, uh, which is the gang that operates uh, that, uh, that operates in the uh, in the Goblin District of Town. Mm-hmm. Um, you, by the way, these names are all inspired from like real life gang names yeah. <laughs> at the time. They were fun. It was fun writing these. Um, uh, but you have, uh, but you you do have a potential meeting with the Five Friars, uh, and uh, that was arranged by A.T. Moraine, uh, if you want to take it up. And I believe the bowstrings uh, may have expressed an interest in talking to you, although I might have that wrong. But the, no, so the, the, the three councillors who have been murdered, those were the ones that were never going to lose their seats because gang violence keeps them in power. So to reiterate, we've current, uh, there have been former, well, four council murders that the newspapers talked about. One of the uh, orcish governor, Esther Stump, who you know had connections to the bowstring boys, uh, which is a primarily orc and human-based uh, gang operating out of the bow area. Uh, you would know that they do that they're involved in electioneering. Additionally, three uh, ca- uh, three other council members have been murdered, uh, and the newspaper did point uh, pointed out that all three of them were halflings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that the main gang uh, for halflings in town is the Five Friars Gang, because uh, that where a la- uh, because that is a largely halfling district of town. You have received invites, I believe, or at least there has been an expression of willingness to speak to you from both the Bowstring Boys and the Five Friars mm. through Stumpf and A.T. Murray, the financier <laughs> who you got all those bonds for, uh, all those uh, all that information you stole from Golden Crats and Goldenstone. And Murray is alive still? Uh, apparently, yes. Okay. Hang on, I'm sorry. Which one was Murray attached to? Uh, the Five Friars. Okay, that, that was an, an Ellie brain fart. I'm yeah. sorry, there were a lot no of worries. words in that last <laughs> sentence. Yeah, but we have actually talked to Murray before. Yes. So yes. that could be a good yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, you have also previously, just as a reminder, because it's been a few episodes, you've also previously asked 
Azra about the leaders of the other main gangs. Mm. Uh, she has common. Uh, she's told you uh, just a, a little reminder, bare bones, because uh, she put her own spin on it uh, specifically. the The bowstring boys are led by Heinrich Jenks, um, who uh, uh, who is a the you. Who, who thinks of himself as the Orsirian's orc, uh, if you will. Uh, the Five Friars are led by um, Owen Copperkettle, um, who apparently has a bit of a nasty temper. And oh, yeah. the Thirty Cutthroats are led by Tsim Chiang, um, who, uh, who apparently... The uh, if I remember correctly, Azra has has not exactly a hostile history with, just personally dislikes. Although in fairness, actually thirty of them. Uh, you did not ask her that. Okay, fair. I think we did actually. I think we did. I think we were ourselves about (laughs) it. You did. We asked her at like embarrassing. Yes, you did, and it's a case of it's a case of dead man's shoes. Mm. Right, yeah, because I got the impression it's like, no, there's not literally thirty of them. No, no, but... I think it was. Yep, there's there are thirty of them, but and there's a, then there's a bunch of hangers on. Yeah, and like right. you, you know, you have to wait for a slot to open up to be part of the thirty. Right. <laughs> no, we we did ask because we were absolute twats about it. Mm. <laughs> no, we are the worst. We suck. <laughs> it's useful information. <laughs> Not the way we asked about it, it's not. No, no. <laughs> so, that's kind of like, yeah, so that's a bit of a reminder of the situation uh, within uh, within the New Mark's gang scene. <laughs> okay. You have that information. Uh, up to you what you want to do with that. But regardless, you discuss this as you make your way on foot back to the city itself, which is pretty quiet. I mean, it's a morning and the city is still under siege, but even so, people are moving quickly and quietly to their places of work. There's not a lot of hanging around. Mm. And you do notice that... um, And and the people that are hanging around, and not even hanging around, are bands of militia that seem to be on a degree of patrol. Which, in fairness, they were on before, but it now looks like they're looking inward as well as outward. Well, I think we've got to talk to Walton about this. Yeah, I think he's got to be our first port of call, really, hasn't he? Yeah, and then we need to talk to the crime friends about this. We do. Yes, we do. Because this could completely shift the balance of power here. All right, you make your way to the battery. Yes, it is the battery. Got too yep. many places starting with bat in this campaign, um, <laughs> and uh, very quickly upon seeing you, uh, you one of the guards sort of uh, sends a message, and by the time you get to the gate, Alton is already there. Oh, thank fuck! Hello. It's been a bit of an ordeal. Come to come to my office. Right. Yeah. Please do it. There's a little bit of a of a quick scurry down the hallways and into Alton's office. Fucking hell. 
So, things have been going a bit uh, wahoony shaped, hasn't it? A little bit. I, I'd say that. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the bright side, or Syrian, uh, like, well, I was to know about the Orsirians, if you want to be... Uh, but the Orsirian government, the Redcoats, haven't been actually giving us that much trouble. Great. All right, well, it's something. Yeah, they don't seem to realise you've left. Oh, oh good, because we're like here now. Specifically? Yeah. Does yeah. us leaving cause gang violence now? Uh, I don't know. How heavily were you involved in the gang with the gangs? I mean, Pretty like, heavily. Well, not the ones that seem to have been involved in the uh, um, uh, the killing of the governor. I mean, we hadn't talked to them. Oh, no, they definitely were. Like, all the, the gangs that we favoured are the ones who haven't had big, important fatalities. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Bloody hell. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, uh, that's Ooh. fine. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of had to to declare martial law. Um, yeah, I understand that. that though it's it's not really ideal. Uh, no, but no. Right now, we don't actually have a civilian government. No, that's the thing, and I we'll think do that's it. possibly one of the reasons why uh, the Assyrians are leaving you alone for the moment. They're kind of hoping this whole thing is going to implode, well, and they can just come in and sweep up the pieces. Oh no, if they knew this was imploding, they'd be here in an instant. Uh, the reason they're not coming is because you, you cut off all their uh, eyes and ears into the city. Well, that's something. Well, that's, that's one thing, I guess. All right, well... It, frankly... The matter is... <sighs> Last thing, it's a bloody good thing that uh, we've been able... Uh, and also, if your details about when the date is due is right, they've only got three days until all the ships arrive, so they're probably just holding, sitting tight and waiting for that. In the meantime, then, is... What's going to be uh, the uh, make life easiest for you in terms of um, uh, pacifying this situation? Because we can't go on like this. Uh, if the uh, Orsirians arrive and we're still um, uh, up to our neck in uh, gang violence, then we're going to have two problems, not one. Honestly, not entirely my area. Uh, what, I, what I'd like is for... Because uh, you seem to have your elbows up, uh, uh, into your elbows in this, is to try and stop the continual street fighting uh, because I'm having to divert troops to stop the uh, bloody gang fight at war that's been happening in the night spilling into the day. And that's creating holes in our... Uh, that's, uh, that's kind of creating uh, so, uh, so some holes in our defences. And also, right. frankly, I don't want... People care... Uh, everyone who's fighting right now is fighting to defend their streets uh, against the Assyrians. I don't want them thinking that they need to be taking time off patrols to go defend their streets from their fucking next-door neighbours. It ain't good for morale, is it? No. It's not no, it ideal, really no. I don't know what seems to have pushed them out with this, uh, but you, you, has there, like beyond, I suppose, maybe the opportunity that the bloody siege has presented to just settle scores. Is there a new, is there like a new player in town? Anything like that? Uh, I mean, there could be. Like, has anyone entered that's upset the balance of the criminal underworld lately? Us. Yeah, that would be us. Yeah, I suppose. Although, right. tell me, where were Stumpf and the others killed? Okay, uh, I 
Yes, yeah, so what, would what be actually useful. happened, not from the papers, what, what happened? Yeah, because we've been asking the papers to just suppress some of the details. Okay, so so uh, it was two nights ago. Mm. We'd gone a late night uh, here in the uh, uh, here in the planning uh, council. Now, obviously, we've got the war council, which you've all met, or you've met everyone there. But there's actually also, you know, there's obviously a civilian council that operates under the governor. Uh, And they work over in City Hall, which we don't, honestly, honestly, you've never been there because it's not been a need. Hmm. It sounds very dull. It's pretty dull. But unseen by uh, by all of this, they've been keeping things running in some very significant ways uh, while we've been trying to do the whole war thing. Well, Stump was on her way from here back to there to pick some stuff up and uh, then head back to her townhouse because uh, so, you know, this big stump house uh, in uh, in Bow. Right. And from what I understand, she uh, she got jumped by a hit squad. Fuck. Uh, snipers on the roof um, with bloody rifled carbines that they must have gotten from uh, the militia uh, took out the guards and one of my soldiers said that they snuff bagged her head uh, which I am informed uh, is a term for when you cut someone's head off and stick it in a lead lined box and toss it in the sea so you can't bring them back right wow that's smart and gruesome We, we shouldn't do that never have we got any lead boxes? Yes. Yeah. No, we are getting distracted. For right, that's not important um... right now. <laughs> Would you call them head-sized? Uh, I don't know. Fit weapons in them. Look, um, if we are ever in a situation where we need to ensure someone isn't resurrected, I'm sure we'll come up with a solution. But for now, I think we've got to um, figure out, like... If they've got the um, uh, the rifles to do that off the militia, then this is more serious than we thought. Well, we gave them those guns. <sighs> Frankly. If, it, if it's the dead eyes, we armed them for the battle. We did do that. Also, uh, we've been arming other members of the militia. Like, the, a, lot of the, a lot of the old city... Uh, frankly, a lot of the old city watch have been getting the uh, been getting these uh, rifled carbines and so on that you acquired uh, from that warehouse. Um, now... Which, now that I think about it, was in Five Friars. Ah, shit. They were holding on to them. They probably just kept a few. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Well, regardless, they they took out... uh, They hit Stump. And then... From what I understand, there was some other fighting going on elsewhere in the city, which... Uh, around the Ferozian district when that was happening. So it wasn't until to, until yesterday evening that what I can only assume was a retaliation hit because uh, three of the councillors uh, got hit on their way back to fight, uh, uh, back to... Uh, was it? They were... Yeah, they were Marais and Cardigans, actually. Not the heads of the families, but... Uh, it was uh, cousins who'd been given the jobs. So it sounds like what they're trying to do is they're trying to create a uh, power vacuum they can put their own people into. Well, it might have been the case for the first one. Uh, if I had to make a guess, I'd say that uh, uh, killing the uh, the councillors is probably just plain old vengeance. 
Well, yeah, I mean, fair. killing like yeah. one person off the council yeah. when the other three are your people means that you want to put one of your people in. Killing the other three back is just like everyone's dead now. Yeah, and the other five members of the council, uh, seven members of the council. Sorry, the other three members of the council uh, are have just base have priv- uh, privately sent me messages saying uh, we are we we are staying locked up with our guards. Thank you very much, uh, and have handed in their resignations. Ah. So that they're not targets. Congratulations, are you the mayor again? No. Although the deputy governor is gone, and and this is going to trigger a full-on election now, which Uh, is why I've had to put martial law until the fucking siege is done. We can't have an election right now, can we? Not really. You know me. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of free and fair elections so long as I don't win them, but this is hardly (laughs) the time. Yeah. Well, it's not really a safe time for one. That's just a massive target, isn't it? So Gotta wait a few yeah. days. Also, it take months to set it up and and everything. There's there's procedures, and the point is, we're in the middle of a of a fucking war right now. So, regardless, the other problem is that was the start of the festivities. There's been oh, no. clashes all night long. And I can't help but think that part of the reason, apart from whatever you've been doing to upset the balance of things, is also the actual watch commander, Nabila Souk. Uh, you met her briefly. She got killed in the battle with uh, uh, w- when they sent all those uh, skeletons over. Yes. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. She, right, I remember. turns out she was a lot more effective at her job than I realised. Oh. And something about her being gone, is, along with everything else, has made him think, well, this is the time to set old scores. Oh dear. Fuck. Right, so we need to bring someone in to uh, fill that role I'm quickly. I'm the watch captain. He's good at watch captaining. <sighs> at this point, we're past fi- uh, finding a watch captain. And I'm sure I can... we can find someone when this is over. The martial law is going to fill that in. What I need... <sighs> I can keep... I can keep order until the sun sets. But when it gets dark enough, that's going to be a lot harder. Okay, so we need to go talk to some crime friends and fix some things before nightfall? Yes. Whatever the situation is, it needs stabilising, but but I think the fucking fires are going to burn tonight no matter what. But it needs stabilising tonight, before dawn. Right. Okay. Or they everything might try and carry this on into the day. Everything ends. Good, good. So it doesn't sound like it was our crime friends that started it, at least. But it oh, is the no. two gangs that we don't have good relations with yet. We have any more relations of a way with. in with the five friars, and if Heinrich Jenks, the head of Bowstring Boys, is describing himself as Orsir- as the Orsirian's orc, I don't think we really have a strong likelihood of getting anywhere with him. Up to you. Um, I don't know where they hang out. You talk to your kind friends. I'm sure they'll know where you need to go for conversations, but... <sighs> also, Azra might have some more inside information, actually. Most likely. Also, if they're scrapping in the street because it's an opportunity, maybe it's a time to ask them to stop for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Ask nicely. Carry a big stick, would you? Yeah. Sorry, we don't need to. We've got a cousin. Cousin <laughs> pulls out his belaying pin. 
Big enough? No. <laughs> it's tiny. Might, might need to use the blunderbuss on this one. Um, oh, speaking of which, uh, Commodore, uh, we actually just know we got a message through from your uh, from your wife. You have a crew for your second ship. Fantastic. Oh, she's fucking excellent, isn't she? Yes, news should come through for us. All right. Well, we'll... apparently V got some very strange responses to newspaper adverts. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Well, uh, they seem to have done their job then. They were very sensible newspaper adverts. I don't know why I possibly would have got anything weird back from them. <laughs> right, well, I think that's possibly the uh, the next person we need to see after the crime friends. Mm. See where we stand with that. Also, we can bring your little one back if you want. Maybe. Or maybe later. Yes. Let's yes. wait till the fighting in the street stops. Let's wait till we fix that. And then that's bring it back. No offence. You all kind of look like shit. You've been pulling a lot... It's been a long couple of days. Yeah. Make sure you get some rest in as well. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's been get something a sort of standard three days also. And, you know, we um, the world nearly got ended by some mushroom zombies, so we stopped them with chocolate. And then we went back on the road and there were some, like, horrendous family revelations to deal with. Oh, and I helped a lady through a trauma dream. I had a lot of sleep, if I'm honest, mate. Right. I wish I could say she was exaggerating, but she's definitely not. Yeah, I have some chocolate, I'll stop you being a zombie. Right. I look at him completely seriously. Okay. <laughs> Maybe have a nice cup of tea with a friend or something? Yeah, that sounds good. Sensible. Sounds lovely, Orson, but you've just told us that this needs to be fixed, like, in the next couple of hours, so, you know... Uh, this needs to be fixed by tomorrow morning. I don't know how much you can get done in the next couple of hours. Hmm, fair. What time is it? Where did we sleep last? No, it didn't really make a difference. (sighs) Listen, when things kick off with this, it'll be tonight. Don't Don't want the three of you wearing yourselves out before the sun sets. Right. Okay, well, we do need to get an idea of what's going on. We need to talk to people today. Yeah. We do. Just. If you've got anything you want to do with, like, friends or loved ones or anything before you go into another fight, just take a bit of time in the afternoon, maybe, you know, or something. Yeah. Maybe we should so that we don't go insane. Yeah. I think that's a very good idea, Alton. There's a lot um, of things I missed on Warus Island, and time with friends was one of them. Mm. <laughs> You're a wise man, Alton. Talking of which, on can you Island tell us where the... For the coronavirus. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Sam. Please continue. I just thought I couldn't cope with anything. <laughs> Talking which, Alton, can you tell us where the violence the last couple of nights has been? Maybe we can um, head people off, if nothing else. Uh, uh, pretty much central portions of the city. Uh, it's usually been between on the border lines between Five Friars and Bow. And, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> and typically around the kitchen in Little Faraz. Right. Right. Understood. So there's a narrow corridor there. Right. 
Okay. So. Maybe we go and talk to some people. Find yeah, out some more stuff. Idea. Yeah. And then we have a couple of hours of being people. Family time. Yeah. And then we do some more terrible things. <laughs> Sounds great. Yep. Sounds amazing. So let's make a list of who we need to talk to. That would be sensible. Azra. Yeah. Surely. Yep. Azra first. Azra start. first. Also, possibly Felipe, if um, he's been closer to the fighting. Yeah. I mean, they might be in the same building, they often are. Yeah. Yeah. What do we want to ask, really, though? We Don't we just want to say, please stop fighting for a bit? It's not helping. Well, we've got to get an idea of what it's like for them on the ground. If we understand, um, like, where the fighting has occurred, what's... Um, uh, what sort of um, things the uh, the people have been targeting, that mm. kind of thing. Also, what needs to happen for them to stop fighting? Because it's exactly. all very well saying stop fighting, but if somebody's like shooting up your house, you're not going to sit there, are you? So yeah. we've got to point. figure out a way to stop it happening rather than just saying, please stop. Because please stop yeah. might be enough if it's the right situation, but if it's not, we need to do something else. <laughs> hey, from Azra's side, it might be enough, but we need to know who Azra's fighting so we can find out what to, we need the other people to do. Yeah, we need to stop yeah. them sieging Azra effectively. Uh, yeah. We need to talk to probably Copper Kettle. Yeah. Copper Kettle is where I'm leaning. Just the phrase, the Orsirian's Orc, um, does not give me a lot of hope for us with Heinrich. No. <laughs> like, I feel and like... also we have we do actually have that very vague connection with the Five Friars from when we talked to Moray. Copper Kettle's the one with the bad temper. Isn't it? Yes. Oh dear, that's going to go really well. I'm... Mm really good at not making people angry. <laughs> no one ever gets annoyed by us. No. no, we've never made a person angry, ever. <laughs> We're also all really patient, all three of us, so <clears throat> this will be fine. Just, if you're going to start a gang war in my city tonight, make sure to end it. Yeah. Just kill uh, that we it can try. Try not to try not kill too many people. Can this one be solved with chocolate, do you think? Have to be some Are there sprinklers chocolate? over the whole city? What? Like, can we... There Never mind. There's a pipe in the wall where you put water in it, it comes out of the ceiling. What, like a leak? Yeah, no, but, but like to put out fires. specifically for fires. That's not a bad idea. Mm, ah. Clever, you should do it. And then what you do is you put chocolate in it and the zombies go away. Yep. Yeah, everything else is a sticky mess, though. It's a been a weird few days. Fountain in that place. Chocolate. Okay, this is a story for far more alcohol and a far less life or death situation. I look forward yeah. to uh, telling it to you. Let's do that, please. Right. I apparently once again have a city to run. Yeah. So um... I mean, like, let's catch up if we don't like die in the gang war tonight, you know. Oh, great, I'll catch up if uh, did I don't get fucking hanged for declaring martial war. Lore! Yay! 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 Hanging you. you can't die. Let's not put that theory to the test. No, I'm sorry, he's yeah. literally immortal. I just like, I refuse to believe anything else. Yeah, if only the Boruses would believe that. 
<laughs> You're alive. And there's a lot of Warruses that aren't now. Well. True. You need to tell me that story properly at some point. More drinks. Less life or death situation. Yeah. Yeah. Story right. about an apple blossom on Warris Island. Is Venice content, anyone? Immediately. Right now. <laughs> Let's pause this. <laughs> so, you presumably make your way out of the uh, battery and head. Ah, uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to go back to the ship? Do you want to go visit Azra at the Gilded Lily? Let's going go. First? I think so. Asriel, let's get this done so we can have a yeah. relaxing afternoon rather than have a relaxing morning and then panic all afternoon. I hate yeah. Asriel. I know, <laughs> but she's our crime friend. She's an asshole. I don't want to talk to her. Let's just tired. <laughs> this conversation with Copperkill is going to end so well. I don't want to be nice. It's I don't want to be day. nice. It's been a really weird day. Fuck this. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. Let's go talk to Azra. <laughs> Got you it make, out. <laughs> you make your way down to Little Faroz. Um, actually, I think it's technically... Yeah, yeah, it's in Little Faroz rather than So What. Um, and So What is the best name. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And you head to the Gilded Lily, the... Uh, not exactly glitzy, but like gilt-painted uh, brothel that backs onto the Gilded Fish restaurant uh, on the opposite side. As you approach, uh, you notice that uh, you do notice there are a number of frozen uh, <laughs> looking humans outside. Uh, just leaning against walls in th- uh, in light coats. Some of them are smoking pipes. Uh, a number of them have obvious bulges under the coats <laughs> <laughs> of weaponry. And, and, oh, boom. Oh, you're no <laughs> And honestly, maybe some of the others. I mean, you are literally outside a brothel, so like... <laughs> That would seem like... Yeah. 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 <laughs> the people with those bulges are usually going inside I rather mean, than Celestia just loitering outside. I mean, Celestia has a bulge because yeah. of the codpiece, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but regard- you do notice some of them, like, shift a little as you approach, but one of them seems to recognise the three of you and pops inside. After a moment, the door opens and... You recognise uh, the receptionist uh, f- uh, from be- before who like beckons you in, and there you see, and, and inside are uh, a somewhat tired-looking a dean, uh, the bearded, I think bald and bearded, uh, Frisian man who is uh, Azra's second in command. Oh, kind of looks at you. Hmm. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. Good to see you are back. Yeah, I hear it's been fun. Heard things have got rather interesting while we've been away. You could say that, yes. I best take you upstairs. Yes, please. She's in the mood. 
Yay. Oh, good. I'm in a great mood, so that's fine. We're so ready to be patient with people. You hear a, as you get towards the back room that you know is Asra's office, you hear the smashing of crockery and just a, a muffled oh, that sounds expensive. I'm going to fucking them with a fucking fist. I'm just going to get a bottle out, pop the whiskey. The, there's a knock at the door. Here for that! Boss, the uh, Fisher King friend uh, people are back. You hear some f- sounds like glassware being moved around. Let's turn them in. Door opens. I've got whiskey. Do you want some? Azra's beaten you to it. <laughs> <laughs> she has uh, a full bottle of an unfamiliar-looking um, sort of amber-coloured spirit uh, in a uh, in a purplish bottle next to her there is a smashed uh bo- you can see there 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 is a uh, some smashed um looks like a coffee uh, a coffee cup against the wall and like a thick black uh ooze dribbling down she has um a map of the city streets uh weighted down with uh just tumblers of alcohol <laughs> Uh, and you can see, uh, and she also has a large um, uh, shisha going with a hookah, which she, uh, she puffs it as you enter. Type of pipe and just join her. Rough night. You could say that. Well, it certainly uh, sounds to uh, have been one, if judging by today's paper. <sighs> Yeah, I assume, wondered what had gone on. I assume you are off doing something very important. Incredibly. Yeah, the, the world now. could have literally ended, actually. Oh, um, so. Thanks for saving the world. That's what we do on a kind of uncomfortably frequent basis. Uh, how can we help? She plonks the, uh, the bottle of alcohol in front of you. This thing... Yes, thank you. She just leaves the bottle for you to pour yourself or swig from. She doesn't seem to care. <laughs> swig from it. Causing will take a small glass. <laughs> it's, oh, it's very strong and very cherry flavored. Oh, like Madeira. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like like high proof Madeira. <laughs> so, oh, you could chew this. <clears throat> That's that's hot of the idea. It's great, right? Yes, it's been an interesting time. You could put it that way. It seems that your um, absence was noted. Azra, just to remind you, uh, 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 it looks much the same as ever, although her uh, the sort of long black hair that frames her hazel eyes and dusky skin is is much more out of place than usual. A little wilder. And you see her, her just sort of rub her mouth underneath the, uh, the veil she wears. Ugh. So. 
where to begin? I hear the beginning is a very good place to start. Yeah. Begin at the beginning and go on till you get to the end. It appears that our good friends to the north seem to have realised, finally, which way the wind is blowing. Which ones are the friends to the north? Both of the fucking orcs and the fucking halflings. The bowstrings and the friars have both realised that the future is going our way. But with you out of the picture, they seem to have the mistaken notion that we are nothing without the three of you. Hmm. So they decided to try their luck. Huh. Have they joined forces? No. But they're both, they're both sniping at us. The bowstring boys came first, and Copper Kettle's friars decided to nip in and... She makes a snipping motion. Get rid of that meddlesome governor. Blood demands blood, tit for tat, and the following night... Just as we're now fending off the friars, oh, there goes their three little pet council members. And now it's... It's almost a free-for-all. Everyone's getting involved. Nearly everyone. Looks like Grinzy's busy. Good. (laughs) Bitch. And And the goblins are mostly keeping to themselves. Smart. <laughs> well, if they've got no uh, skin in the game, what's the point? Yeah. She mulls it for a moment. Shame. I could almost. Times like this, I could use Tim's help. For all he's an absolute cunt. Wow. Right. Well, look. It seems like we've. Um... We've got a, a situation that's blown out of hand here. Now, uh, do you think that if um, if by fair means or foul we were able to um, uh, pacify the violence in some way, at least uh, this evening or uh, in the next day or so, that might give us enough time to um, get a more permanent solution? Depends. Martial law has been de- uh, declared, as I'm sure you've noticed. Oh this yes, it's is really not cutting down on any business. Without... Hmm. Us Sorry. stepping in, though, is kind of the problem, isn't it? Like the reason they thought they could, t- like, get rid of you or tip the power balance back is because we weren't here. We're not always gonna be here. No, we are not always going to be here, so we have to create a situation which means it doesn't go as south as it has done when we are. Yeah, I mean, it's we not... have shit to do. We can't be indispensable. Exactly. Um... So we need to prove that we're not important in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> she chokes a little on the sheet. Of... I fear the ship may have sailed on that front. It's no. not about you. Oh, you're good. You're very good. It's about the kings. 
Ah, we represent the kings. The kings are here now. If I'm to join their ranks as a queen, then they want to be in on that. I'm sure they want me to be as bouching and scraping as the junior partner. But everybody has to start somewhere. Right, so they want to take the. So we basically come in and said, "Yes, we'll make you Fisher Queen because well, you're the only one anyway. who was open to it." And now that you've said yes, and that's happening, they've decided they want it instead. Where's Lapsang? Lapsang, uh, if you, uh, if I, are you actually asking that, uh, like, as a, no, a question of your reminding, or are you just saying that out loud? Um, I was sort of saying in character, okay, but yeah, I do actually saying. want to know as well. Uh, from what you remember, Lapsang is still busy in, in Thunder's Watch, uh, control, uh, seizing control of the criminal underworld, uh, underworld there. And stopping oh, some certain... Uh, well, oh. isn't Lapsang sort of preventing assassination attempts on... Also the... preventing assassination attempts on Michael. Mm, Might want to can't... not distract Lapsang. Oh, I can't nick Lapsang, though, can we? <laughs> Lapsang actually sent you here specifically so that he uh, he could have the time to do that. But we did so well. Um... What's your ideal scenario here, Azra? What do you I, want? I can't f- fight off both of them alone. So if so, we can fight off one of them, would that help? If we can get one of them out of the fight? Yes. As you say, we need to be thinking in the long term. You're not going to be around. Either you're going to finish up here and move on with whatever else the kings have you doing, or you'll get... Well, no offence, but you might get killed in that battle. In yeah, that's totally violent. Always a possibility, but not one I'm really banking on. So, I need an alliance. Who would you like an alliance with? At this point, I'll take what I can get. Crinzy doesn't have... Crinzy's good as a striker, but she doesn't have the... She doesn't have the people power. She's also happy just to sort of hang back and do her own things. I don't think she's the way That's to go That's probably for the best. Yeah. I can work with one of these cunts. Do you have a least hated where we should start? Because we've got our own thoughts, but yours would be appreciated too. Yeah, a preferred cunt, if you will. <laughs> He's a bastard to deal with, but probably Tim. Failing either way, I either need one of these three to actually be my ally Mm -hmm. so not just a uh, cessation of hostilities but actually working together that will let us keep things put things back under control and also hand this city to the Fisher Kings as per our agreement or if Tsen stays out of things 
high at the very least need copper kettle and uh, Jenks and their lieutenant's dead. Oh. Right. Because if that happens, I have enough. I have enough people power to stabilize things. Right. Okay. So, I guess maybe we talk to the thirty cutthroats next, then, because at least that'll give us. Like, if we can get them on side, great. You've got a good power base. If we can get them to stay out of it, we then have to do a bunch of murders. Yeah. Which I'm not a big fan of the idea, but... No, but either way is an effective solution. Mm. Yeah, I think the 30 cutthroats might be our port of call here. Uh, do we think we could get the five fries or the bowstrings on board? Or are we past that at this stage? It would be really good to be able to get one Depends of them on side. specifically what they, uh, they want. If they uh, think that they're fighting for their survival, I'd... then uh, I'm They not don't sure. at the moment, do they? They're fighting for, like, for oh, power. They, they want to be in charge, not surviving. They want to be in charge, but they also want to uh, settle old scores. They... They're the oldest kings. They consider us the interlopers. So they want uh, they want each other gone. They hate the saving grace for me is that they hate each other more than they hate me. Okay. So so if we persuaded them that joining with you maybe would eliminate the other one permanently. That should work. Mm, that's not a bad angle, actually. Yeah. Like I said, I think we'd struggle with the bowstrings, but five friars, I mean, there might be something. Maybe. Might be worth talking to them. You should but know I... them. The friars, they're based out of the... out of Cardigan House in right. the Five Friars district. They've got a pub at the bo- in the in the uh, townhouse itself, the Fretting Fiddler. <laughs> it's a halfling bar. It's going to be short for two of you. Watch out for the ceilings. That's where you'll find Owen. If you want to speak, if you decide you want to speak with uh, Heinrich. He and his gang mostly hang out at the Bow Street gym and boxing ring. It's also where they practice uh, their violin. Hmm. They call them bow strings for a reason. Oh, I assumed it was more murdery. That's too. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, Heinrich thinks of himself as very cultured. Oh, I hate him. Right. Oh, I really hate him. I told you he's a cunt. Well, an angry yeah, but you say that about everyone. That's because they're all cunts. Okay, well, that's fair, I suppose. One angle, perhaps, to uh, present it to the other um, five friars, then, is that the Bowstring Boys actually stand to 
gain a lot more if the Orsirians retake the city. And yeah, if we can um, uh, persuade them to help us on that ground, then it may be mm. that we've got a um, our foot in the door at least. True, I think we might be going one leap too far in that I, I'm not sure this is the time to be like, could you also help us with the revolution while you're at it? That might be a bit far. No, but I'm, the point being is that if the uh, violence continues, then when the Assyrians turn up, we're going to be at each other's throats rather than as a uh, united front. And that is going to serve nobody's uh, purposes. I'm confused. <sighs> Me too. The point being is that if we're uh, fighting amongst ourselves when the uh, the Assyrians turn up, um, then we're going to be easy pickings. If we can uh, convince the um, the five friars that um, the bowstring boys are kind of banking on that, that's mm. the, uh, the the way to go. Well, if you want one last thing, if you wish to speak with. And I think we probably should. Mm. Who wants to head to the unlucky dragon? Unlucky dragon. It's hard to miss. It's a. Uh, I'll give you the location. It's. Uh, there we go. It's in the lower stacks. Right. It's hard to miss. It has the dragon being carved up on the front. Huh. I'm lucky for the dragon. Mm. I got that. All right. Right. Well then, seems like we've got to make a few house calls. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to figure out how to talk to some people. Right, we'll I think you know maybe we. we yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do. Great. Take this, this scene if you want. She gestures to the drink. Um, I've got my own, I'm fine. Right. Yeah, she it could be a long day if I get too far into that. Uh, it's going to be a long night ahead. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, she gestures vaguely at the door. Good luck, don't die. Same to you. Same Such to you, warm yeah. words. Thank you. Don't be a cunt about it. I like the three of you, actually. Really? You're not absolute cunts. Ah, oh, hmm. wow, that is high praise from you. I don't say anything back. <laughs> just gives you a bit of a flat look. look and it just takes a long drawn on the hooker pipe. Bye. <laughs> Blows some smoke in your general direction. Closes the door. <laughs> Just message the other team. Later. <laughs> I know you do. She's a dick. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to check back at the ship for anything before you continue with your errands? Do we need to? I mean, we should probably let um, Molly know we're here, but yeah, I mean, I mean we're like, on that. Ship. Yeah, I think that's but. that's probably a sensible thing to do. 
because if I recall correctly, the uh, the ship is going to be in the upper west side right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So actually, it's on our way, really. Yeah. The ship is pretty much where you left it, all, uh, which is to say, anchored slightly offshore in the on the West River. Um, it is also as before. The Kraken's Bane uh, is. Well, not so much flanked, but like slightly behind the uh, the witch's tit. The, uh, the <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yep. I the keep forgetting that's what we called it. Formed, Every time it comes up, it makes me so happy. Formed of frozen seawater, <laughs> say glistening crystalline sails, uh, glistening tit. <laughs> uh, but there's also a small flurry of activity on it. New crew members are who are under uh, under the watchful eye of uh, Quartermaster V. Actually, I would uh, like to go and meet all of them. Introduce us to every <laughs> single turn. one, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Most of whom are far too busy to really speak to. Um, <laughs> however, not one hundred and five s- crew members for the rest no. of the podcast. You're the worst, But you do recognise uh, there are some crew that have uh, transferred. Uh, the, uh, there are some crew that uh, that, uh, that have transferred over, um, including several members of the uh, goblin members of your crew who have a previous experience with sailing junks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recognise. Uh, I've got the Kraken's Bane. Uh, uh, cast list in front of me uh, but you recognise uh, several of uh, them there including there we go uh, including Shen Zheng uh, the he- uh, uh, one of your actually no sorry Shen Zheng is your is your, is your new head gunner yes. after uh, after Kraken uh, after Kraken's Bane what? <laughs> the sentient uh, ship <laughs> who is gunning itself <laughs> oh, after the uh, oh. <laughs> I've actually we just spoken to Apple Blossom and I forgot his name somehow Aww. it doesn't make any sense like but yeah okay no after uh, Shenjo the uh, you, but you, I believe it's Shen ah Shen Yu uh, who's the most experienced of the uh, Haldanic sailors aboard is, is there as well. You can see, as I said, V, uh, who is currently, uh, for what he needs to be doing at the moment... Yeah, he's curr- uh, he, uh, he's up on the, uh, uh, up on the foredeck and uh, on a chair shouting down uh, various orders uh, the people uh, getting the ship uh, ready a lot of it is uh, the witch's tear actually isn't in the middle of the water at the moment it's by the dock because they're currently taking on a lot of supplies uh, and other equipment is needed they've managed to lay their hands on at least some powder uh, but they are awaiting the stealth steamship delivery of cannon not that they realize that's what's coming mm-hmm. <clears throat> But once it once it does arrive, you will have a second equipped ship. Uh, you also do notice a couple of other figures uh, aboard there. Uh, aboard the uh, young orc girl uh, who tried yes. to pick your pockets. Uh, 
Ah, uh, appears to have uh, signed on. Uh, his name I've definitely written I have down no somewhere. Idea what it is. Uh, but yeah. for a moment, you can't actually remember her name either. So <laughs> you'll just have it's to. It's like one syllable, isn't that? But... It is. And it must be here somewhere because I've definitely uh, written up. You know, I've written it down and I cut Ketlin. It's not one syllable, never mind. Yep, because I found that because it, because it's written next to Bungo Bimblebrick, yeah. <laughs> the the tinker. <laughs> uh, but no, you can see Ketlin, the young uh, 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 the young urchin uh, girl, seems to have ta- uh, been taken on there as well, as well as Herbert Wheelhouse, the uh, uh, the possibly reanimated corpse that is serving as the apparent identity of Thurling Thimblebrain. Definitely oh, yeah. nowhere flaming skull. Yeah. I'd yeah. completely forgotten that. That's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Herbert yeah. Wheelhouse, right. Yeah, yeah, you recruited the person with the vendetta against Vasilisa. Yay! As one of your We've all majors. got minor vendettas against her. <laughs> she literally killed him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see oh. how that goes. <laughs> Nevertheless, you're able to uh, seeing the the ship in port. Um, Vig spots you, uh, fires off a salute, and you take the rowboat back onto the Kraken in Spain, where each of you have at least someone waiting for you. Uh, I think we'll start with Corzin, because Molly uh, strides up the deck as soon as you arrive. Yep. Um, Long time no see. Envelop her in a big hug. Oh, <sighs> come here. <Jeez>. Sorry. <sighs> Loads to tell, but wow, I'm, I'm so glad to be back. Glad to see you. That's the voice. <laughs> um, ah, glad to see you. Good to see you. Witch's tits um, started to come into shape. Yes, looking great. In fact, on that note, I've uh, got some uh, potentially exciting news. We may be in a position before too long to get an even uh, to expand our fleet even further. But yes, um, that's that's great news. Have you got uh, cannons for this one? Yes, they're on their way. Oh, well, that's even better. Uh, I will go into the um, uh, into the stateroom just to make sure that we're not immediately being overheard, oh, yeah. and t- I will fill her in on the salient points of the. Uh, the, the situation with the uh, the guns coming from the institute, and uh, finish up by saying, "So yeah, in the end, the answer was chocolate. Make of that what you will." Chocolate. That that stuff we tried back in Portem City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just lucky they had so much of the stuff. Otherwise, we'd have been fucked. That must have cost a. Like oh, King's I don't even ransom? want to contemplate how much that costs. That, that, that's, that's probably like half the continent's supply of it gone. But on the uh, on the plus side, there is at least going to be a continent in five years. <laughs> Gotta say, this happens with disconcerting regularity. I know, right? It's just... <laughs> it, it's, um, it's, like, I used that's to think that um, there was like, an unlikely <laughs> amount of uh, luck in my life, and I was correct, but really... I suppose these things do pull both ways. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, there is actually a bit of uh, mildly worrying news. What happened? Uh, 
Oh, nothing yet, but uh, we had a word from some of the crew that uh, there's been some mercenaries asking around uh, about you. Uh, apparently there's that, apparently there's been some interest in that whole, you know, thousand crown reward. Oh, asking around as if, have you seen this man, kind of, mm. uh, asking around. <laughs> Fortunately, I think, I think the crew are largely, uh, are largely pretty loyal on the subject, but, um, and certainly they aren't right. going getting aboard this ship, but just keep an eye out. Apparently there are we'll some do. professional bounty hunters out there. Ah, some blasted alleyway business. All right. Good to know, at least. A thousand gold? That's insulting. (laughs) Well, they've only caught you for the one crime. (laughs) True. I suppose... uh, I I mentioned this to the others earlier, but I don't suppose there's a way we can uh, scam this so that we um, uh, we can... No, you cannot claim the bounty on yourself, (laughs) Gorska. I did actually look into that, just in case we could. Um, Apparently they either need... We either either need to convincingly bring you in front of Lady Vandesar so she can kill you herself, Mm. or we need to convincingly create a replica of your head. Right, well, one might be doable... But the other, um, well... I, I wouldn't know where to start with a head, you're right. Mm. <laughs> I totally have a spell for this. Come here. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've got a spell called Feign Death. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Scamp would be able to put something together for this, but um, maybe um, maybe that's not the, uh, the the first thing we want to be looking into. I'd Probably be quite not. satisfied just to... Um, uh, leave this place behind and uh, leave them in our wake, as it were. But uh, that's not going to happen for at least another couple of weeks, what was everything. Until then, uh, we're just going to be careful. Too right. By the way, um, new ship's mage over on the te- uh, on the tits per- seems to have their wits about them. Kind she just shortened it to the tits. Yeah, on the tits. <laughs> they got all... Kind of have a weird stare to them, uh, but... They've seen some things. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, if we're looking for just a head... (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) Have feeling float in, I'm here. (laughs) I I might have to have a word with him about a few things, but regardless, come and have a look at this. And um, I'm going to take out the air carbine. Now, I haven't had a a chance to try this out yet, but they say that it's almost... uh, I mean, compared to the uh, other uh, uh, gunpowder weapons we have, uh, almost completely silent. All right. I Oh, that's interesting. So what's the pump for? Well, that is um, uh, for... uh, the projectiles. It doesn't actually use uh, gunpowder to, pro- uh, to propel it. It's just compressed air. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you must have to compress it pretty hard, but... Apparently what? they worked out a way of doing it uh, uh, to the point where it's comparable to these uh, uh, to these gunpowder weapons. So I haven't really had a chance to try it out yet, but uh, do you fancy um, maybe uh, scaring the seagulls later? 
Absolutely. Hey, you know what? She goes and opens the window uh, to the stateroom. You can yeah. hear, see in the distance <laughs> various right. gulls floating around. All right, the one on the chimney breast over there and the one just uh, slightly to the left of it at the top of that um, uh, fence post. I'll go first then. <laughs> <laughs> she takes the... Uh, I hand her the... Uh, the takes the, the carbine. <laughs> And so the steady hand are being very well used right now. <laughs> chimney, <laughs> chimney post first, so I'll just make an attack roll for her. It's it's not silent, it's more like a sort of large <laughs> sound. So like uh it you know, there there, there is a definite actual sound yeah. that comes from it, but compared to heard within a quarter mile. Yeah. It's, it's like heard within silent. the next room versus heard, you know, a quarter of a mile away. More <laughs> clearly, though, you can hear... Let me just roll a luck check. <laughs> and you just see uh, the uh, the goal go... And then pop into golden flecks. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Wait, was, Marjorie! Oh, was that Marjorie? <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking she's a pigeon! Oh no! What? Rolled a oh. three on the luck check. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, th- there are uh, other predators around. Uh, if you don't say anything, I won't say anything. Was a hawk. Poison! Battery <laughs> exploded. <laughs> well, they are um uh, in a seagull form. They're uh, probably likely to be preyed on by something. Marjorie's exploded, cause it! <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that they're gone for an hour, or do you need to do something else? I'll go do a spell. But someone owes me incense. I um, I'll see, I'll see actually if there's um, uh, some in the ship stores. I think that um, uh, Aujin keeps some for, uh, uh, right. for their <laughs> Just gonna eye the gun and leave. <laughs> There's no smoking barrel because this has no smoke, but it is. But like you see, but as you end, but you can see it just the top of it poking from behind uh, Molly's back where she's like hurriedly hidden it. So we know that works. Right, yes, yes, definitely. Um, scared to go, uh, go after anything living now. All right, um, how about. Um, ah, wait, there's a, um, there's a signpost over there, one of those swingy ones. Oh. She hands it uh, hands it to you. Uh, make an attack roll. Bump, bump, bump. Okay. Natural one, but lucky. <laughs> <laughs> roll again. Okay, that's a twenty-one. Okay, you you actually you miss, but as the as the as the shot goes, there's again the sort of sound, and then you hear. As you hit a goal, which falls, ding, and spins the swing for the post. All right, not exactly what I had in mind, but um, hmm. I'll give you that one on a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose we should call this a draw then. But you know, that's sound design. <laughs> uh, Corson looks out of the uh, the window and uh, see if there's anything else that is um, less likely to cause havoc if it goes wrong. 
Finding nothing. <laughs> turns back to uh, to Molly and says, We're in the middle of a siege and you're just shooting <laughs> random things in the street. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> well, the point being, of course, is that... Um, Presumably, while the uh, the local seagull population is feeling victimised right now, um, none of the actual people on the streets <laughs> probably noticed that, or at least. Um, well, you say be... that a uh, I think a local uh, one of the locals, a uh, human human man, wanders over beneath the sign, <laughs> picks up the seagull, slings it over his shoulder, and walks off with it. <laughs> well, it's somebody's dinner. <laughs> Ah, oh, suppose free meat, don't turn it down. Oh, they're in this siege situation. You can't blame anybody, can you? True, true. <sighs> well, um, yeah, so this was um, one of the things that I, uh, I picked up at the Institute. Also, um, there's this, and I uh, take out the, uh, the nosebleed cat, and I say, I think for the moment this is going to go uh, in the lockbox. Nice little statue. Um, it's it's very nice. Unfortunately, it has side effects. Yeah. Um, like nothing terrible, but it's it's used with caution. Is that why you've got a lot of like droid blood under one nostril? Oh, and he sort of wipes it with. Yeah, it's um, it's a little bit uh, disconcerting, but uh, doesn't actually seem to do any harm. Right. Just. Not something you want to make a habit of, if you see what I mean. Clearly, you lock away in the lock in the in the lockbox. Over the course of the next hour, a headache you didn't even know you had fades. <laughs> hmm. Oh, <sighs> it must be uh, the uh, being back near the sea air. <laughs> yes, that's definitely. <laughs> Sea captain by the sea air is like, oh, the sea's giving me a nosebleed. <laughs> of course. Well, it's like, ah, oh, um, a headache I didn't know I had leaves me. Ah, oh, well, that's definitely, I'm, back I'm going back to being back to a place I'm familiar with. Of course. <laughs> God, what a horrible artifact that you just get like a low level headache at all times. It's just mm. long enough that you don't notice it until oh. you stop having it. <laughs> uh, I hate it. Like, I don't know, last few hours of a migraine when like you think yeah. it's kind of gone and then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh no, that wasn't gone. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, I oh, it's, uh, you see, Molly wanders behind uh, the changing screen for a moment. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Speaking of which, actually, I'm glad you... I'm glad you found so much uh, to entertain you. <laughs> she steps back out, sands several items of clothing. <laughs> now, in terms of things to show you, if you'd like to come over this way. You've been reading the book, <laughs> haven't you? And he starts this robe. You can see yeah, <laughs> the, book is, the book is out by the bedside table. <laughs> Meanwhile... <Yeah. laughs> Scamp. As Corzin wanders off towards the... Uh, uh, waves the... crashing on the shore. Yeah, waves <laughs> crashing on the shore. A fireplace in the middle of the waves. <laughs> <laughs> Out of place that we just linger on. Rolling back. Cars going into a tunnel. 
rolling backwards a few minutes to uh, as Corson and Molly go to the stateroom uh, to, uh, to I've got to go recast Marjorie uh, oh no that hasn't happened yet oh, uh, so, okay. to examine uh, <laughs> to, to examine uh, Corson's uh, air rifle uh, the uh, <laughs> I guess uh, yeah uh, Scamp um, you I guess the first person you see uh, actually is Clara uh, who comes up? Uh, who comes up to the deck uh, along with uh, along with Saran? Um, as Saran goes over to speak to Celestia, who's however, sitting on her own somewhere weird and yeah, having a notice, smoke, noticing think. Celestia sitting and having a smoke. Uh, Clara comes over. <coughs> Scamp. Hi. How have you been? Saved the world again, sort of. It's been a busy couple of days. How are you doing? <laughs> Actually, um, it's been nice. Uh, been doing a bit of work, met, meeting some interesting people. Um, <coughs> did you uh, find a, a, Did you find anything in, uh, fun while you were saving the world again? Yeah, actually, you'd really like the Institute. It's full of smart people, so Ooh. you'd fit in really well. Um, maybe when the world's not ending and terrible, you should go visit. They're really nice, some of them. Some of them are arses. Like, some of them are awful, but there's some good people there. I guess that makes it better than average, so I yeah. think that. <laughs> Lots of chocolate, too, so, you know, there's that. <gasps> chocolate! Um, did you bring any back? No, we used it to kill the zombies. Um, oh. That... Yeah. The more I say it, the weirder it sounds. It sounded pretty weird to start with, to be honest. That does sound pretty weird. Um, what kind of zombies ha were they? Uh, oh, mushroom ones. Oh. Um, how did that work, then? I was a sort of a brain control with a fungus in your head. Uh, but then you covered them in chocolate and they vomit up the fungus. And everything's fine again. I heard a story about um, uh, something like that back when I was in Haldanos, actually. Um, deep, in, <coughs> deep in some of the uh, deep jungles there. Ooh. Right, well, tell them to stay away if you go back, because those things are awful. That was pretty much the message of the story. Oh, good. Well, that's reassuring, because the scientists clearly didn't hear it, because they wanted to go and have a go at the mushrooms, and it didn't, yeah. But we sorted it, it's all fine now. And I've got this cool arm bracelet thing. Ooh! Yeah, I've found what basically my... The first Your... thing I had to sort of parental figure as a kid who then abandoned me gave me a whole bunch of abandonment issues. Turns out they didn't mean to abandon me, but they also didn't care enough to check back in to see if I, I was okay. So that's kind of good and bad. I'm a little conflicted, honestly. You've st <laughs> have you used up that the, the old magic bowl thing? Yeah. Damn. I was going to ask if you wanted to talk about that over chocolate, but... Oh, wait, has um, it been... Wait, has it been a day? I've lost track. I asked you to use them all oh, at yeah. once. That was today still, wasn't yeah. it? No, it's so but good. Yeah. You, you, you have just maybe some milk and honey? 
Milk and honey sounds really good. Okay. I mean, there's some down here. At which point you hear... Ah! Oh, come on! As you look Marjorie! Over and you see Cause Marjorie it. just explode. <laughs> Cousin, Marjorie exploded! Oh, no. uh, well... They must have um, been preyed upon by something. There any, uh, you see, you yes. see, uh, you see Molly hurriedly hiding the air rifle behind her back. Well, someone owes me some. Have been caught smoking behind the collection. <laughs> <laughs> That's the expression, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody owes me some incense. Uh, I think uh, Arjun has some. Okay, let's go get some of that and get Marjorie back. <laughs> Molly gives you an apolo- a guilty look and then uh. closes the door of the state room as you leave. Wilson <laughs> bites his knuckles. Clara fishes into the bag she carries and produces a small wrapped package which she hands to Scamp. Thanks. Now, oh, I, I haven't made Marjorie a mural in ages. <laughs> <laughs> but she might be really cross if I do. I mean, but I she could also burrow. That sounds pretty fun. Possibly not the most used on a ship, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if you need her to burrow through something, it could be useful. Let's make a mural. Okay. You wander down to... I mean, basically, you can do it anywhere. So I guess if you're getting hot, uh, milk and honey, you wander down to the galley and start setting up the, the summoning uh, circle on just one of the tables, just spreading out some butcher's paper or something. <laughs> uh, so, and, talk, and talk and drink uh, warmed milk and honey while you do it. Aww. Um. How much do you fill Clara in on? Everything except no, no, none of the Celestia stuff because yeah. that's not mine to tell. Cool. Basically, everything prior to that conversations. Okay, she was, at one point she just like her eyes widen. You, you saw actually saw an, uh, an a natural earth elemental. Yeah, but no, no, nudie stone woman, so. You know, I was very disappointed. <laughs> Probably for the best about the uh, stone women. Nudie stone women. Still probably for the best. <laughs> From what I've heard, those things can turn you into more of them. Nudie stone women? Well, just I'd... stone people, I guess, if they were I don't want to be nudie. If they or were nudie stone, women, or they would turn to stone. None of those things sound good. I guess they just turn you into a stone scamp. I don't know about the nudie. That seems invasive. I mean, the being being turned to stone usually is. I suppose. Huh. Wow. One of nature's miracles. Just roll roll an insight check. (laughs) (laughs) That's a 13... You're not sure if Lara, if Lara, who's Lara, Lara Croft, uh, you're not sure if Clara is making this up or not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been a 
dislocated couple of days away. Hmm. Well, if you um, ever encounter more of them, I can try and uh, try and get me uh, some of their veins. I can make um, those stone-speaking potions from them. I really want to speak to some stones. That sounds great. The, I don't. I, I've never actually used it, so I don't know what stones talk about. I bet it's really interesting. <laughs> uh, it must be fascinating. Good, they, they never go anywhere, so the conversation must be good. Um, I can actually do that <clears throat> with uh, any of the uh, classical elementals. Uh, you can get one... Uh, I can make a potion that lets you talk to fire if you can get the core of a fire elemental. What are uh, what the other um, so there's uh, Water, I'm, air. Talk to air. Uh, Could you talk quite... to your own farts? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't stick around, but very briefly, maybe. Jeffrey's uh. one stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to your own father just goes, hey, beach, then leave. <laughs> 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 natural elementals are very rare. They don't, uh, most of them are summoned by <clears throat> wizards. The ones when the Kraken attacks, those are not summoned, though, are they? I think those are uh, <clears throat> natural ones, yes. Ooh. Um, apparently, you sometimes get them in places where, usually uh, places where which have either been left undisturbed for a long time, um, or places where you used to, uh, places where you get people who, she thinks, well, you don't really get them in Dover anymore. Uh, but Olga wrote about a type of people called druids. Um, and before they were all wiped out, or mostly wiped out, you tended to get them around where, where they were. Why were they wiped out? I don't know a lot about that. Huh. Well, that sounds interesting. But, um, yeah, if you find any and you have to kill them... Bring me whatever's left of them. Great. We're good at killing things. Hmm. But really, we should get some other hobbies. It's starting to become a bit of a thing. Do you know how to play Parcheesi? I don't know what that is. Does it involve no, cheese? No, do I. I've, people have been talking about it. <laughs> I think it involves cheese. Let's get some cheese. We're in the galley. We'll okay, learn. Let's, let's, let's make it up. Let's get some cheese and make it go. Okay. I go first. Okay, I'm going to so eat you, some cheese. <laughs> you, you, take a, you take a bite of Gorgonzola. Okay. Um, uh, Clara takes a knife <laughs> and a block of the closest equivalent to Gouda and cuts hmm. it. Okay. And she rolls the little cube. Okay, that's got three bubbles on it. So I guess I roll a three. <laughs> yes. Definitely. So you, I'm gonna have get... to, you have to eat three bites of cheese. I'll do that. <laughs> I'm going to get a bit of really sticky brie and just throw it at the ceiling and see if it sticks. <laughs> Roll a luck check. 
That's a natural 20. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and it stays there until... until Right. Until please the stupidest story. Please beat. make a note, uh, Scamp. And I, I tr- ask, I'm asking you to keep track of this. <laughs> I'm there totally going to lose these notes. But yes. <clears throat> there is a large piece of sticky right, brie on the galley ceiling. Brie on galley Brie. ceiling. And Brie. you, Robbie, may, uh-huh. may choose any pr- moment for that to drop. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to have a dramatic argument in the galley. <laughs> <laughs> for now, though, the pair of you just look up. Wow, that's really sticking. Yeah. I think, have you won the game or lost the game? I think we've all lost the game. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this could do. This could do with some bread. Yeah, let's get some bread. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, actually, more sorry. Games uh, just a, just about, the, about the time you you return with the, just about the time you return with more bread, there's a sort of flare of incense. <laughs> And unseen, because there's no one with spirit sight, you don't see what's uh, the section that's usually happening. So you don't see the spirit recaptured. All you see are golden planes of light coming into existence and then forming. <laughs> into the shape of a little prairie dog, or indeed a mirror. Marjorie! Okay, so you can't fly, but you can burrow. Ooh. Mm. Burrowing. <laughs> Marjorie starts burrowing into the block of cheese and then just eating. Oh, actually, no, she doesn't eat the cheese, but she burrows into the block of cheese. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so, okay, uh, so I heard that uh, Bell walks in. So there is some. Uh, I heard someone talking about uh, bread and what is that rodent doing in my galley? Oh, it's alright. It's Marjorie. At this point, you hear. Oh no! As Stormy bounces no. in, <laughs> and there is a smattering of knocked-over tankards as the lightning cat just starts chasing this horridly scurrying. <laughs> rodent. So I can make I can make Marjorie disappear. I, I make Mar- I put Marjorie somewhere safe. <laughs> Marjorie just discorporates. <laughs> Sorry, Stormy, but Marjorie's a friend. Hmm. Stormy seems confused because that wasn't a goal. These things happen sometimes. It's all part of the great circle of life. One day, you're a bird. The next, <laughs> you're a mural. Marjorie, sorry, Marjorie is, is, is somewhere. Marjorie's incorporated uh, but back into the rubber ball. Uh, Does but, the baby but, kitten understand? Uh, but Stormy <laughs> looks at you for a moment, tilts her head, and then just lifts one leg and just starts like licking uh, her inside, like her rear leg thigh, just grooming herself. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> she understands. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah, sat cross legged looking out to see, not looking amazing, smoking a pipe of tobacco. 
with whiskey nearby. Drug, drugs, yeah. and love. You see, I'm a lost in thought. Silhouette of someone sit down next to you. Ah! <coughs> Hi. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> it's far away. Hello. <laughs> Rough few days. Oh, is that obvious? <laughs> she smiles a little. Hmm. You want a drag? Takes the pipe, puffs on it. your thing this is terrible quality tobacco I can get you better oh I'm sorry your highness uh, but my tobacco wasn't up to scratch <laughs> I can it feels like sandpaper at the back of my throat mm. <laughs> she smiles and hands it back to you sorry I'm not not very interesting or cool right now that is fine I am interesting enough for the both of us <laughs> I've been busy mm-hmm. what have you been up to oh it's been a very difficult and trying couple of days how so well the food is terrible the company boring oh dear I <laughs> She smiles again. I haven't had a single date since I left. Have not had a single date since you left. Sorry, I'm planning to fix that soon. <laughs> Sorry for the wait. I will just have to endure. <laughs> Someone so serious, a ridiculous person, you know. She shrugs one shoulder. Yeah, I am, I am sorry about the lack of date thus far. <laughs> Work calls. Yeah, in my defence, the world literally could have ended, so, you know. Hmm. And I'd, I'd ask for tonight, but, um, martial law's just been declared? I'm so afraid I cannot possibly make a date tonight. What have you got on? I'm washing my hair. <laughs> of course. That could that could take all evening, you know. <laughs> mm. I understand, I mean my hair's perilous also. <laughs> she just like tilts her head looking at the like frizz of it. I had a great pains to you know. Smooth it out and do all, do all the hair things people do to their hair. We don't... doesn't just sit like this naturally or anything. Oh yes, of course, fashion. <laughs> I we don't actually tend to get much of that hair on my side of the continent. Hmm. You find that more in uh, West Haldanos. What, colourful hair? The frizzy hair. Oh. Uh, You get that a lot around the 
humans, uh, elves, and goblins there. Ah. Oh. Nice to know this hair texture exists elsewhere. Hmm. It didn't where I was from. <laughs> I was just weird. Probably there was some Haldenic ancestry in your family. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, curly hair and straight hair were a thing. Straight hair that just grows outwards like mine does. Um, not so much. <laughs> Most people's straight hair grows down. Uh... I am forever marvelling at the variety you seem to get with Hugh Jovens. All sorts of different textures, different colours. Most people's cheap gestures to her own long dark hair variations on a theme hmm. where I'm from well your hair's lovely yes <laughs> I wish I could take a compliment like you <laughs> I will just do my weird. best to grant your wish you are statuesque Really? The height looks good on you. Sit up a bit straighter. Thank you. <laughs> Not confident I've ever been called statuesque before, but I appreciate it. Mostly I just feel gangly. <laughs> All limbs. See an awkward waving limb motion like a tree in the wind and then realise what I'm doing in front of this attractive woman. Just like... Try and sit normally. Sorry, I'm really weird today. Uh, I don't think I've been this weird in front of you. I recall one of the earliest lessons at the opera was to be a tree. Hmm. It was Fun? astonishingly dull. <laughs> And absolutely agonising when I first had to hold that pose for 45 minutes. Could you please do the exact pose you had to hold? I want to understand properly. She adopts a... She just immediately, and without hesitation, adopts a very graceful, somehow, tree. Uh, she stands up on one leg balanced and plays uh, and spreads out her arms fingers splayed and somehow manages to make this look balletic how the fuck do you look good doing that arduous <laughs> repetition i'd say i envy you but i would never want to repeat that enough times to look good doing it it's actually kind of impressive because you are on a ship, so she's having to adjust to the slow rock. And she's actually she's not like moving. Swaying. Yeah, she's, very, she's only moving very slightly. You have some impressive core strength on you, my darling. She steps down. There is a... You could ride a spider. I've never tried, but I, I can obviously. ride a horse. There is a... The word in Tang Haldanic would be Gong Fu, but in Joven it translates loosely to excellence through arduous repetition. 
<laughs> yeah, they like a bit of that. Uh, where I come from, too. Not for the same things, though. We weren't trees or anything, but... Yeah. She kind of stares off into the distance for a second and, like, blinks. Anyway, enough about you, more about me. Please, actually. Hmm. <laughs> uh... I have been doing... Tell me the exciting well, things you've been doing. Nothing <laughs> gone. Different work. Mm-hmm. I have. Uh, I found a small amount of contract work, uh, mostly around the stacks and the west side, with mm-hmm. some discerning uh, hobgoblin women. Anyone uh, exciting? Sheep shrugs. There was one bugbear with a certain amount of technique and stamina, but she gestures vaguely at work. Eh, fair enough. Of more interest is some... Uh, is I have been doing a little translation work mm-hmm. uh, between some of... Uh, she thinks for a moment how to phrase this. Some older texts that members of the community here have, but were not uh, do not necessarily know how to read heirlooms and such. Hmm. Uh, I have been working with a an enterprising young hob. Yes, enterprising young hog goblin woman. A lawyer. Well. What's her name? Uh, Sen Hui Sin. She is. I. She kind of gestures like uh, that with the that so-so motion where you put your hand out and like tilt the fingers mm. either side. Mm. I say lawyer. It seems they do not let uh, goblins formally uh, become lawyers here. That's grim. I do not know there is is, uh, a law so much as uh, lack of willingness to teach or money to afford. Mm. She shrugs. But there is cruelty in any corner of Calcinia. Yeah. Varying cruelty. Clara has also been busy. And as such, I have been busy as Mistress Clara. Ah. <laughs> Mostly selling remedies and the like. Sure there's demand for that right now. She pulled things from France for a moment. There have been some requests for curses, but I understand she's not generally fond of providing those. Good honour. 
Again, she does the so-so motion with her hand. Some people deserve a little cursing. Yeah, I can agree with you there. If you don't know the person and they're just buying one off you, they're a bit iffy. Hmm. She shrugs. Giving someone incontinence to pay the bills, if you're reasonably sure they deserve it, is an acceptable price. Especially when you can also sell curse removal. Mm. But, she shrugs, there are degrees of annoyances. Yeah. Do not think she can actually turn someone into a toad. <laughs> I'd be impressed. Not permanently. Mm. <laughs> mm. In other less serious news, did you know that you can destroy zombies with chocolate? <laughs> Only certain zombies. Yes, she lies boldly. <laughs> Roll an insight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 18, I think. She's got. Logically, you know she's lying. You know she's but lying. It's really good. But, like, she looks completely serious. Tell me every single detail of how you came to know this extremely elite information, Saran. Well, to begin with. First, you must understand that I was raised by tigers. <laughs> ah, yes. And I, I received that. my training in the Tiger Palace at the top of the Yellow Mountain. Mm. After climbing the 7,243 steps... So precise numbers are <laughs> Which is much... <laughs> Easier for tigers than well, for I'd imagine people. they're just... Were you allowed to ride the tigers to go up, or was that against no. the rules? Is that improper? Most improper. Mm. And a good way to be eaten by tigers. Okay. <laughs> but they agreed not to eat you if you climbed the 7,243 steps. Yeah, I remember your arbitrary number. Look at me go. No, they did not. I got very good at running from tigers. Oh, fan- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you had fantastic calves from climbing all the stairs, but I suppose you had fantastic calves from running away from the tigers. Obviously. <laughs> within the mount- within the tiger palace, atop <laughs> the yellow mountain. Mm-hmm. Is, is it yellow? Yes. Sorry, stupid question. Do continue by all means. <laughs> There's a pause. Unless you mean the mountain. Oh, the tigers were yellow. No, the palace, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Made from the finest yellow stone. Ah, yes. Which is not found on the yellow mountain. Of course not. That would be silly. No. The yellow mountain stone is red, but it has (laughs) such beautiful yellow, uh, yellowish orange foliage in the autumn. That mm-hmm. part is true. Mm. You should see it. Really? I could see it in the distance from the palace gardens. Most of the year, the Yellow Mountain is a mountain. Green, grey, brown. But 
when autumn comes. The trees that rise up it, for there is a great forest there, all turn within a week. And it is as if that high peak is cloaked in russet gold and carnelian. Oof. I need to see more of the world. When the sun sets just behind it, and the cranes take flight from the pools, it is as heaven on Calcinia. Mm. Wow, looks like I've got some more mountains to see than I thought I was interested in. <laughs> but yes, at the top of that, in the Yellow Palace... Is where you learnt about yes, chocolate and zombies. There is a room with one <laughs> zombie. Just one. Mm. And if you can answer all of its riddles, it will teach you <laughs> about the chocolate. Then I assume you won the riddle battle. No, I punched it until it told me what I wanted <laughs> to know. It's really nice to see you. It is good to see you. I am sorry you, you have had a hard time, but I look forward to our date when I have finished washing my hair. Yes, which, I mean... Could take a long time. It could take depending as on how long the war goes. As it needs to take. <laughs> uh, such an intimidating person. Quite the kind streak, you know. Don't let it get to my head. Now, everyone has been talking about them. You must show me one of these wieners. I you understand want me to show you, you my wiener, jar. Saran? <laughs> I'll show you my wiener. <laughs> this, um, so, this one... It's called a Celestia Sizzle. Saran. At this point, you're down to like one Celestia Sizzle as well. Is this I've the been last giving one? them to everyone. Yeah. It's the last one. Um, but obviously, nothing less for you. So, there you go. It's yours. Takes the cold sausage. <laughs> Shall I have your cook heat this up? or? Honestly, I've found that it makes little difference. You're still going to want another one when you're done. <laughs> slowly and delicately opens her mouth <laughs> places the sausage on her tongue and <laughs> holds there for a moment before biting yeah. <laughs> there's a slightly malicious grin <laughs> before she takes before she just chews on it hmm. disgusting yet good right 
spicy. Mm. Confusing texture, even by the standards of sausage. Doesn't feel like food, does it? Takes another bite with less with less innuendo. Just, <laughs> just eating the sausage. Just eats the sausage. <laughs> this will do well. It shouldn't. Mm. I have I acquired a snack from a ferocious cook. Hmm. A street cook. They stack meat on top of meat over a fire. In like a big weird melty cylinder. And then it somehow becomes solid. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, that's genuinely one of the most disturbing surface things I've come across. She chews the sausage thoughtfully. Mmm. Mmm. Very strange. You wouldn't believe the shit we use in the Underdark. <laughs> I assume it's all roast halfling, though. Yeah, three meals a day. <laughs> Don't tell Coors. <laughs> the plumpest. <laughs> Only the plumpest halflings. Mm-hmm. Yep. I imagine that you're just... This is actually finally ground halfling, and I've fooled you. of course. (laughs) That's why why the weird texture. Ah, forgive me, I thought it was cobalt. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly I lack the discerning taste. (laughs) I imagine drow are just picking halfling bits out of their teeth and casting them aside. No, not this one, too stringy. I'm actually fattening causing up, that's what's happening. Ah. (laughs) Slowly feeding him, yeah. Mm. He's very small. Mm. Hoping he'll grow a bit. Perhaps with a honey glaze. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (sighs) Thank you for the silliness. She nods. I'd tell you stuff, but um, we haven't actually had our first date yet, and it's all really quite intense, uh, either on a personal family level, which is honestly pretty awful if you're me, uh, or on a, like, state secrets level, and the two are surprisingly blended, Um, and it just feels like a bit much before I've bought you dinner. Hmm. Then... You must tell me the tale of how you acquired the monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Why not? I tell her about the ridiculous pet shop um, where I hated everything. (laughs) I go into detail about all the different weird animals that I hated and how I hated Jeffrey the most. (laughs) 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 And, um, And the parrot. I tell her about the parrot. Um, and the spirit that came out of it. Um, like, I just, I tell her, like, the whole Jeffrey story in ridiculous, stupid detail and offer her whiskey if she loves it. She takes a small sip, but as you're talking, she takes out her small little silvery, um, cylinders and little, they're like little carved cylinders some of with uh, Haldanic inscriptions on them. 
She just rotates them in place, adjusting them, um, sometimes drawing little metal strings between them as you talk. And at the end of it, she, of the story about Geoffrey, she looks through what you have, looks over you and says, Play me a note from your guitar. Any particular note? I'm just anything. She thinks a C. Ellie doesn't know what that sounds like off the top of Ellie's head. So you'd be perfect, goddamn pitch, to know that what that was off yeah. the top of your head. Um, but you take it and you play the strange sort of boom, yeah. sort of get, uh, electric guitar sound that comes from it. Focus yeah. it. Again, as you play a few more times, just, and then you hear, just come out of the air in between the different metal, uh, little metal uh, pieces. She twists them, tapping one a few times. Twitches just ding ding I dearly wish I had the sight you have to make this instinctive. <laughs> But doing it the long way, there is a trick to capturing a sound and shifting the tone of it. Mm. And then, now that I have the sound of your guitar, I can recreate it. That's lovely. And she... And she offers you, without saying, the opportunity to just let the conversation drop. As she twists... She just takes a little time adjusting the pieces of metal, setting up a looping strain that she adjusts occasionally. Mm. And then... Looks to your actual guitar. And then join in. And you Something have... a little higher so that it just kind yeah. of... And you take a little bit of time. And you just play music together. Have a slow duet. <laughs> and we'll come back to the after effects of that. After these, no doubt important, messages. Are you a public figure? Perhaps a politician or a celebrity of some kind? Do you have a legacy to consider? Does the possibility of assassination weigh heavily on your mind? Well, consider taking out Goldencrantz and Guildenstern's new assassination insurance policy. That way, should you fall foul to the foulest of plays, your loved ones will be provided for. Assassination insurance. No death too small. And welcome back. So... Just like that, mid-morning comes. 
after a little bit of time to let off at least a little steam with friends and, you know, in one case, wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> friends and wife. <laughs> um, you meet back up on the deck. Uh, or at least Corson comes out of the stateroom around about the time that, uh, uh, that Scamp returns full of cheese. And Celestia, you kind of... Um, <laughs> And Try calling slightly askew. <laughs> end your impromptu jam session. Yes, we have a lovely jam session. <laughs> um, where do you want to head? Um, we wanted to see the thirty cutthroats. Okay. Yeah, yeah we wanted to see them first. first that think. seemed like the logical first step. Okay. You make your way down to the down to the stacks. So, talking a little bit about this, making the uh, once you take the rowboat back from the ship, you end up. It leads you to So What, and you walk down through So What and into Little Faraz. This area and particular and some of the areas around. Sorry, Hill to a degree, are home to the primarily human um, Ferozian population. There are other humans, mostly of Joven descent, elsewhere in the city as well. But the um, but the uh, but the Ferozian population is largely kept together and running the various businesses uh, and the like. There, you pass in various individuals, not least of which includes, uh, indeed, uh, one chap with a uh, little Donna stack just rotating mm-hmm. <laughs> rotating over, uh, uh, over some uh, flames, doing the strange meat-melding thing. Is he on, like, a little pulley arrangement? To yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, just Jen slowly roasting it, going, going, kebabs, get your kebabs! Don't ask or examine too closely where they came from. <laughs> Absolutely getting a kebab. Okay. Yep. It's definitely time for kebab, kebab yep. breakfast. Mm. Well, late breakfast. Lunch almost, isn't it? Yeah. It's like brunch. You get you... Second breakfast? No, no, we're firmly into brunch time now. Brunch. Mm. Plus, I already had, like, three breakfasts. <laughs> you spend a couple of uh, coppers on some uh, on some kebabs. Yeah, a little little kebab and pita. Uh, oh, uh, I want pita. And uh, I had pita bread in ages. Oh, same. Maybe I'll make some. Oh, it's nice and hot as well, and like oh. grease from oh, the. Oh my god, that sounds uh, good. From the spit. Um, you make your. Uh, I so, forgot that the thing that you roast meat on is called a spit, and I yeah. just thought somebody had spat on it for a second. <laughs> I just. <laughs> it's a very weird moment. <laughs> um, but you make your way past Little Faroz and down towards the west side and the stacks, as they're so co- as they are called. Um, the stacks are well named. The buildings here are tight and fairly tall um not not with a degree of grandeur but more a, 
uh, out of a desire of those who constructed them to pack as many people into a short area, into a small area as they can. So most of the buildings here are three or four stories high. They back onto a lot of the warehouses and other dock um, uh, dockyard buildings of the west side, some of which have been further converted into these quite dense tenements. The light is a little a little grimmer down in, uh, at the base of these tall buildings. Um, in a later time when skyscrapers come to exist, it will feel almost uh, to borrow a phrase uh, from uh, from a certain author, it will feel almost as if you're getting the light that has uh, uh, that um, is left over after the rich people are done with it. <laughs> you get that strange, like twilight feeling you get from being in high city uh, cities with high walls, and the things are a little bit grayer as a result. Mm. Uh, the as well. You also find that the population, as mentioned before, changes. There are different people at work here. Uh, Bugbears and hobgoblins moving crates uh, and the like. Uh, Various uh, goblins at trades. Uh, A lot of them seem to be... Uh, stitching cloth or doing small amounts of work uh, of piecework but as you know from seeing the morning uh, the morning trudges out to workplaces most of the people here are actually factory workers for the garment district um, there when the morning in the early morning there's usually a, a something of a regular trickle of workers from the stacks across the marketplace known as the Triangle into the garment district in the kitchen. You garner attention from those you pass, as you always do, but the gaze varies. Corzin gets... A little, not even hostility, but like cautiousness upon seeing someone, especially someone so armed, um, moving your way down. Scamp, some curiosity. Celestia, there is restrained hostility in some eyes. Others don't seem to give it. Uh, to know much or look as if they've never seen a drow before. It doesn't take you long to find the unlucky dragon. Compare, uh, it is in it is an eatery. Um, I would almost I would almost say an eatery as opposed to a um, as opposed to a restaurant to draw a distinction between it and the sorry I've, I've, I've somehow lost the there we go got the tabs back uh, mm-hmm. to draw a distinction between it and Woley's uh, tea house uh, which was on the waterfront which again like which had quite a sort of beautiful interior it was made up and booths and everything it was kind of a relatively sort of high class restaurant. Uh, the Lucky Dragon has the appearance of a warehouse which has been converted 
uh, into a place full of tables where you can get food hot, fast, and cheap, um, and don't necessarily uh, and you know with no no such impediments as high cuisine. You uh, what you have will be filling, and you will be glad of it too. Um, the sign has a is a little a little faded, a little uh, from what it was originally, and it's not written in Joven. Uh, it's written in it's it's written in uh, what you would guess is East Haldanic. Uh, from the script that you have seen um, Saran show you. But it does have what appears to be a almost comically fat green dragon being mm-hmm. chopped up into steaks uh, by, uh, uh, by a series of goblins and a bugbear. Someone was very tired of places called the Lucky Dragon. Hmm. <laughs> um, Entirely reasonable. <laughs> yep. Fair. I cannot count the number of places I've been to called the Lucky Dragon. Sorry, it's, <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine. It's fair. <laughs> I've always wanted a place called the Unlucky Dragon. Anyway, um, as you approach. A couple of large-looking uh, bugbears uh, come out to see you. One of them, a kind of quite a, a quite sort of um, I almost want to say like uh, the dark hair on top of their head is like a little bit shaggier than usual. It's a little bit. Uh, it's it's particularly unruly. Uh, but it is, a, 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 or at least um, the bit up top is unruly. She's shaved the sides of it to like a, th- uh, so it's not quite like bare skin, but it's like quite a short cut. Mm. So it's oh, almost yeah. like she's got a, almost like a messy mohawk um, right. going yeah. on. And you can see uh, that she has a series of tattoos uh, up her forearms mm. as well. What brings you to the unlucky dragon? Hello, uh, we'd like to have a little bit of a chat with someone here. Um. We will not be open for customers for some hours. Oh, it's um, not really that. We're not looking for food. Um, uh. I see. We're looking to talk to Sen. Uh, Sen Chi Young, um, specifically. Oh, so, uh, so this would be. Sen- Is that the right one? A, yeah, Did Sen I remember Chiang. that right? Sen Chiang, you remember that correctly? Sen- I got the name yeah. right! <laughs> um, um, I have written I'm some sorry, terrible I notes. I've got two people called Sen next to each other, and I forgot yeah, no, 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 that's which one was from this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sen Chiang is the one Also, that's had definitely yet. both of their second names. <laughs> Not yeah. second yeah, names, but. Family names. Family yeah. names, there we go. I can read about 10% of my notes today, so I'm really glad I wrote the bit that I. Name was the right one for once. <laughs> the two, uh, the two gob, uh, uh, the, the two bugbears look at each other from them. The bugbear with the mohawk's back. Hmm. Ah, you 
Fisherman? Yeah. Yes. You might say that. Fisher folk. Hmm. Do enjoy you a spot of wait fishing. Here. She makes eye contact with you notice several goblins and hobgoblins who are just like hanging around in the street, picking their nails and so on. We'll just sort of keep an eye as she turns and goes round back. You see her enter through side door. There's an awkward moment. The other bugbear reaches into her pocket, pulls out a small tin. Snuff. Um, that's not confident. I know what that is. She takes a pinch of powdered tobacco, <laughs> snorts up her nose. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Celestia, of course you try some. Although it's probably been a while for him. Yeah, you both take a snort of snuff. You get, I can assure you, you get a small rush from snuff. And we had a historical dance teacher who was really cool and brought some in once for <laughs> supposedly historical dance reasons at drama school. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> Fun fact, if you ever are doing like a play or something uh, or a short film and you need to... Uh, and you need to create, uh, and you need cocaine, like a cocaine substitute for for for, for a shot. White snuff, because yeah. you can oh. you can snort it, and it's it's basically tobacco. Like, so it's not snort. it's not good for you, but it's also you know. <laughs> you can also snort fine sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it does look uh, like it just uh, looks. Well, that like takes it. me back to secondary school. People used to <laughs> <laughs> snort sherbet. <laughs> I will oh, never know why. Oh, that is a such mistake. Such a bad idea. Such a mistake. Oh, oh no. Don't stall bicarb. It's not a fair amount of sugar in various <laughs> terrible pieces of acting at drama school. <laughs> <laughs> Kids just used to do it for fun. I think. Yeah. Kids are stupid. <laughs> Kids are yeah, kids are stupid. <laughs> Especially yeah. teenagers. You also get a bit of the taste of snuff, which is an interesting thing. Mm. Taste it, like if you throw it, it's weird if you get it. Yeah, you get that mm. weird, weird sort of snuff flavouring. Mm. This one is, um, you think, like some sort of berry flavoured, you don't recognise the berry. <laughs> oh, well, she that woke me up, the... thank you. No problem. Little awkward wait. Mohawk bugbear comes back out. Tenchung <sighs> is currently still engaged, but if you come back at noon, say, perhaps an audience may be had. Thank you. That's very helpful. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone watches you as you leave. It's awkward, isn't it? Oh, that's a power move, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Whoever they are, I kind of love them already. They're going to be a nightmare. Yeah, they're going to be a nightmare, but it's kind of great. It's kind of fun, isn't it? They're playing um, hardball with us. Oh, this is a good mind game. Ooh, okay. 
Uh, Corzin, you have the highest passive perception. Oh no. Yep. <laughs> so you over here, uh, you, uh, you, and also you literally have eyes in the back of your head, <laughs> which helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, uh, as you're seemingly turning the corner uh, and like facing away from them, uh, Mohawk Bugbear beckons to someone, uh, to one of the goblins. And you just overhear her murmur. You keep Zen Huisen busy. Jung won't want her interfering. Corson's going to do his best to keep his pace steady as he uh, moves away. Okay. And once uh, he is confident that they are not going to be overheard, he will relay this small piece of information to the other two. Yep, you tap your message stone and just uh, yeah. pass I them down. Possibly they want to keep someone out of the way. Yeah, maybe some sort of family feud? Or someone who'd Possibly. be on our side. Yeah. Hmm... I mean, the temptation to like get in touch with them, just send and say, "Hey, we've got a meeting. You fancy being there?" Uh, like, if we're talking power moves, that's I mean, <laughs> pretty good. That's, that's pretty actually good. not a bad idea. I mean, it might be a terrible idea. The reason they might want them not in the room is because I don't know. They've got terrible farts, or or they're just really <laughs> angry, or they just swear at everyone. It could be anything. My vote's on terrible farts. That's, that's the most likely scenario. Keep Zen Huisin out of this. Zen not, has the worst She has fun. the worst fans. <laughs> they're loud, they're stinky. Diplomatic disaster. This is like really intimidating gang boss. Like, get the fart lady away from me. <laughs> Farts have been a theme today. Uh. What can I say? <laughs> Secret worshipper of the lost Haldanic god Turtlog. <laughs> the <laughs> fart god. <laughs> well, you... You've made it canon now, Jason. I, I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's a reference to like a 2014 game called Crawl. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. you, you make your way uh, probably up into the triangle. Um, because it's the easiest way out uh, out of the stacks, uh, and you can see there are still a handful of stalls up doing a little business, but things are tense, and they're very much keep. It's only the bravest and most desperate-looking uh, storeholders who are trying to hawk their wares today. Uh, so, what so is our backup plan? Well, if we can't go and, uh, and see them, we might as well move on to the, uh, one of the others we're going to see. Uh, oh, let's we... not see Jenkins. Is it Jenkins? I'm no, Jenks. I really can't read these notes. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I was thinking actually of Copper Kettle. Copper Kettle. Copper Kettle I think we see... might have a chance with. Yeah, I'll just see them. I think that um, we're slightly more likely to get a, um, a favourable result out of them. Don't get me wrong. The chance is fucking slim. But it's there, whereas I Best feel like with none. the other guy, maybe it isn't. <laughs> Have we done none. anything to offend this person already, or anything stupid that we should be remembering before we go in? Um, we made friends with other gangs before we made friends we with We did him. that! 
But we also got his family member. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did that. But we also got his family member, like, those things. We robbed a bank for them, didn't we? Yes. We did do. We did rob There's a bank that. for them. So that's did, in like, our that genuinely happened. on that uh, particular front. But we haven't done anything <laughs> dumb, like, we haven't, like, murdered a family member and not noticed or anything, have we? Because that's yeah, really our style. Moment as all characters look into the distance, trying to remember who they've murdered. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long list. It's like you haven't, yeah. as far as you know, you haven't deliberately murdered any I, of his kin or kith. I don't think we've even talked to any of them, really, other than Moray. No, I don't think we have. I, I think, wait, hang on. Was uh, Copper Kettle at one of the council meetings we were at? No. The no, okay. only the else. only gang members who have a presence and who have an, a, a presence in the war council are the ones you've brought. So the Sunset right. Girls okay. uh, have someone, and a dean will usually show up to represent Ezra. Mm. Okay, well that's promising. But you know, like just a couple of days ago, we were worrying about some spy master, and it turns out we already killed him. So. Yeah, you know this is our style. To this we is what we do. Really We're really daft. Mm. We don't think things through sometimes. No, we're idiots. Oh well, I can't think of anything stupid we've done, so I guess we'll just have to get them to tell us if we have. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be as obliging as to remind us if it has slipped our minds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone, get your best apologising faces ready, <laughs> Jeffrey. It's pretty good. Okay. What's our play here? Join forces with Azra against the Bowstring Boys? Basically, yeah. 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 We'd like them to defer to Azra, but that that's not going to happen, really, is it? No, I think well, maybe we can get them to join. Can... Yeah. I don't think if... they'll take being subordinate to Azra. No, but if we can get them to just not fight each other, that's a step in the right for direction. For now, like if we can take out, if we can get them to take out the bowstrings, like as a group, that would be lovely. Eliminate one of the threats, and then once this is all done, then they can settle things properly. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, you make your way. Down, uh, along, up, depends how you decide your geography, uh, into, through the garment district and up towards Five Friars. The, um, the districts around Five Friars, so named for a point where five different streets meet, uh, and actually also there's a uh, there is a small uh, chapel there as well. Uh, the uh, is heavily, heavily sort of halfling focused, as is the area uh, to, uh, known as the kitchen uh, towards the southeast. Uh, there's a, you. There is a, in a not unfamiliar, a not dissimilar manner to the stacks, a lot of quite densely packed um, housing here with uh, but largely built with small stories housing that's really meant 
specifically for halflings and not necessarily built with the high um, with the higher ceilings of other folk in mind. You also note that there are more basements here as well, uh, as halflings uh, dating back to the old halfling hill clan tradition of uh, digging your house into the ground. Uh, partly if, uh, because it's cooler uh, in the summer, and partly because it's more defensible against those fuckers from the other clan coming to steal your cattle and kill you over, <laughs> a, over a centuries-long vendetta. Yeah, no, like, Cousin, you grew up in the cities, but um, you heard tales about the about the halfling uh, uh, clans in the country. And, I'm, I'm sure Molly oh, has told me a few stories. Oh yeah, there are there are vendettas that go back to when someone's great 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 grandmother stole someone else's um, cow, yeah, and never gave it back. <laughs> and to this day, that to this day, there's some streets you just don't walk down, especially Cow Street, if you're a lifer. Yeah. Oh no! And, st- uh, and let's just say that uh, stout teeth know better than to uh, walk past the weeping uh, walk past the weeping widow uh, on uh, uh, on the left hand side of the street. But anyway, otherwise you find out exactly why she's weeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do actually pass a uh, halfling pub called the Weeping Widow. She seems uh you, you can see that she, uh, the halfling widow in question on the painting has like a, a, a handkerchief to her eyes but she's obviously grinning <laughs> ah in a sort of they'll never know it was me <laughs> <laughs> um streets are a little bit more lively here but most but you see a lot of young halfling men and women just like you want to say strutting? There's a lot of um, there's a lot of saxes like almost on display. A lot of pistols and things. It looks like the friars are putting their putting their best foot forwards as far as threat displays go for anyone who might be casually going in. There are actually quite a lot of halflings here, and quite a lot of armed halflings it's kind of hard to tell where the armed members of the militia who are just keeping to their streets and the actual uh, 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 stop and the actual gang start it's an unfortunate side effect of everyone needing to be armed due to a siege Mm. Mm. but it doesn't take you long to find uh, the fretting fiddler it's actually built into the bottom story of uh, of uh, cardigan house um just double check it is cardigan i've got the right i think it is cardigan yeah cardigan house that's what you said before yeah it is um and cardigan house itself is actually a actually a very nicely facaded uh colonial townhouse uh although you can see that um it, although built in a, uh, it's a little interesting because because of the window original window structures, you can see that this used to be uh, built for orcs or humans. But someone has subdivided the tall bay windows to incorporate additional floors. Mm. 
All oh, right, so like a three-floored building is now a five-floored one because yeah, halflings. Because halflings. Right. Uh, it is still what you can see of it. Looks like plush interiors, although you can also see figures by the windows in several situations, and they're certainly causing like you don't even need to, with your with your passive perception you don't even need to do a check here. You can definitely see that all a, a curious number of halflings seem to be taking their ease on rooftop gardens. At the moment, I think we've come to the right place. Sorry, I, I, I think you're gonna have to um, duck. Ben. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, oh. I'm gonna have to duck. You might have to kneel. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. The fiddlers at uh, the fresh. Now fiddling. that's a power play. Is about <laughs> for me or them? <laughs> them. Mm-hmm. Making Definitely your them. visitors have to kneel. That's it's about. <laughs> Five foot high as a roof, as a, 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 the roof's about five foot off the ground, off oh. the floor. So Scamp can manage with like a bit of a, a, a bit of a stoop. Mm. Celestia, you to get through the door, you're gonna have to like either squat or hands and knees or something. And do like a stylish lunge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you you do, there is a there is a door, a halfling doorman. Uh, who uh, who kind of looks like he's been less through the wars and more through the prize fights. Cabbage ear, um, fat uh, uh, fat lip, um, very scarred knuckles. Uh, slightly wide nose. Yeah, slightly wide nose. Yeah. <clears throat> who the fuck do you think you are? Oh, um, hi! Who are you and I? Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Scamp. What's your name? Name's Tam. Just Tim? Tam. Tam. Hi. Someone mentioned you. Who mentioned you? I remember that name. Expecting, uh... Expecting some tall, lanky folk. Oh, you're not expecting us. We were just wondering if uh, Owen Copperkettle happened to be about... Yeah, Commodore Jorge. I want to have a chat. Mm, I see we're a very uh, exclusive sort of... You hear a voice. Tom, stop fucking about and let him in. <laughs> yeah, Tom, <laughs> stop fucking about and let us in. Live to serve. Kicks the door behind him. Causing jointly uh, tips his tricorn. <laughs> I turn... All the way around, so I can still look at Tam while I'm doing it, <laughs> and do a backwards limbo under the door. <laughs> Roll an acrobatics check. Roll a one. <laughs> oh, it's not very good. It's not a one. Uh, oh no, my acrobatics is amazing. I forgot. I was thinking of the other skill. Uh, so that's a nineteen. Actually. It's a very impressive limbo. In I keep eye point, contact. At which point you get there and you realise. Okay, you've limboed in. Now I have to stay here. You've you've got to figure out some way of like you kind of like have. It's a little less graceful, <laughs> but you manage to kind of go down onto your knees and sit on your kind of like sit on your. I feet. just like yeah, just like sit cross-legged at that point. <laughs> Even so, your hair's like brushing the the hair the ceiling a little. Um, I don't bother with the chair because I'll just be sat with my knees by my ears as <laughs> I just sit mm. on the floor. It's an unfortunate position to be in because you've got a face full of smoke. This is uh, 
I want you to imagine one of those classic old man pubs. Oh, there yeah. is like there is a pool table in the corner where a couple of halflings are in in tweed vests and flat caps are sh- are shooting pool. A few mm. others are like watching. Uh, there is a long bar with beer where they uh, where they're just, uh, just pouring it uh, with various halflings like sitting and pouring and drinking, and everyone's smoking. There's like pipes galore. Uh, and it just gives the whole atmosphere like an eye-wateringly tobacco-y stench. UK pub pre-smoking ban. Yeah, UK <laughs> pub pre-smoking ban. Um, Scamp, you can get in with like a little bit of... You, you feel like uncomfortably tall here and you're the, not having uh, and you're not having to do like the whole weird squat thing. I don't. I just sit. <laughs> I give up very quickly. Yeah, you just sit. Have to like shuffle yourself forwards. Um, there is uh, a ta- uh, one. Uh, uh, one of the uh, there's a bit of a pause as some several of the halflings look over. Um, the half a number of the halflings in here. In fact, most of them are just quite nakedly armed. Uh, you see a lot of carbines on slung on backs. You can see saxes uh, at boots or at hips. Uh, some people have pistols, but they seem to generally be pretty prepared for um, for a ranged fight if it comes to it. There's maybe 30 halflings in here. It's actually quite a lengthy pub, and you can see that there are there is space for things to continue downwards from here behind a locked door at the far end. Make yourselves comfortable, says one of the um, halflings playing pool. Be with you in just a minute. All right. You look over. And you can see there is a uh, one of the t- the ones talking is a halfling man, curly red hair beneath the flat cap, green eyes, freckled, uh, smartly dressed in a tweed waistcoat with rolled up uh, blue cotton um, sh- uh, sleeves on his shirt, a little neckerchief as well, uh, and and uh, trousers and shiny looking shoes he has uh actually not even shoes it'll be boots because you can see the sex uh handle sticking out of one Mm. i think what do you what do you reckon i can get the same one and see there's like two red i think this would be it's just the just the black ball at this point, actually, no? Gordon will study his game. <laughs> hmm. Make a wisdom check. Okay. I mean, they might have heard of billiards down below, but... <laughs> yeah, but I, don't, I feel like she's a bit posh for pool, mm. you know? Like, yeah, fair. Uh, that's 13, game. I think. Yeah, 13. Could probably do it. Seems to have a good form. Ball bounces, 
ricochets, ricochets, taps the black ball, just rolls and hits the pot into the little um, pot. Oh, Oh, nice shot. Very smooth. Thank you, kindly. You play a lot? Oh, it passes the time. You know know how it is. Hmm. Walks it. Le- uh, sort of lazily wanders over. Owen, Owen, copper kettle. What can I get the three of you to drink? Um, whiskey for me, if you got it, please. Celestia Stardust, by the way. Nice to meet you. Lovely. We've got some uh, some of the good good stuff imported from Canon. Oh, very nice. Pour the pour, pour the tall one a single, and. Uh, you? Nods to Skep. Looks to Skep. Oh, uh, just uh, milk if you've got it. Nods at the barman. Actually, it's barwoman. Uh, another red-haired um, uh, halfling with a f- family resemblance who starts pouring. Ah. And of course, Commodore takes his hat off and does a little bit of the bell. <laughs> uh, calls and returns the gesture and says... I don't suppose you have any of the um, uh, Kerenese stout in, do you? Do we look like we're uncivilized? <laughs> of course I got some stout in. Get us a couple of stouts, would you? Thanks. Please, uh, takes a seat at the bar himself, gestures to two seats and a bit of floor. <laughs> Make yourselves comfortable. Thank you. So... I've been expecting your arrival a little sooner, but uh, looks like you've been out of town for a couple of days. Yeah, things are complicated. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, we got called away. Oh. Wouldn't have been a preferred time for it, but what can you do? Well, business is business. I quite understand. Myself, I've had... Well... We had an opportunity. We saw the opportunity, uh, the chance to seize on. We didn't fire the first shots. At least, not on dear old Azra. How so uh, how, how is her mouth these days? Healed couldn't, up nicely. Couldn't possibly comment. To be honest, I. I didn't ask. Of course not. Of course not. Oh, well, you know what that Bruce Jenks is like. Saw the upper, saw that you are out of town. Decided uh, that he'd just swoop in and see if he couldn't uh, steal a few of those repeaters. So I understand it, he's uh, made off with four of them already. Ah. Really? Mm. Of course, doesn't have the necromancer to do anything with them, but... Still... Metal and forces, you know? Yeah, wasted anyway, resources, really, but... Mm. Oh, yes. Well, of course, with him leaving his guard open like that, I just had to even the scales a little. Of course. That's understandable. I mean, your timing complicates things, really. Like, we are mid-revolution, losing the... I I mean, the... What's her name? I I wasn't a fan, honestly. I don't blame you. But, you you know... Figureheads. Right. They can be important. Mm. Well, we had our lovely, our, our lovely boy, uh, boy Colin was due to step up deputy governor until the, uh, the bastard Jenks. Well, 
you. You see his eye twitch for a moment. But... It's nice to hear you had a plan. That's very reassuring, because it feels like the other lot, they haven't got a clue. Really? Hmm. No, well, you know, they play it a... They play a fine game of uh, being all high and mighty and hoity-toity. You should see the you should see them in their boxing gym, all macho and uh, orcs fighting together. <laughs> like they know a thing or two about. Like we don't know a thing or two about tactics. <laughs> Halflings practically invented tactics. By the looks of things, it seems like um, they've bitten off a bit more than they can chew here. So, brass tacks then. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't come to me first. But Uh. I understand we didn't take the initial approach of the fishers so seriously. Well, that's the thing, that's what we heard, that you weren't interested. Otherwise, you know, we'd have maybe shopped around a bit more. But there we are. Yeah, we we got a distinctly not bothered vibe from what we heard through the grapevine. So there was the not uh, inconsiderable matter of uh, what happened at Goldencrantz and Guildenstern the other day. I understand you helped out my uh, third cousin a little bit. Good for her. Interesting person, Laurie. Fun to talk to. Mm, can be. Doesn't come to drink here often enough. Mm. Not close then? She scratches my back, I scratch hers. Mm. Family's important like that. Even if they forget. Well, that's fine. I got all my cousins around me. Copper Kettle Clan. We remember who's been good to us. And that includes the Cardigans and the Murrays. Gotta have your patrons. Now, I thought this was just going to be a case of a new gang muscling in on territory. But I can see that you're in tr- that as an organization you are willing to work with the people who are already here. Oh, did you think we were the new gang? You know, there's three of us, right? <laughs> now, I but always looking to the future. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, we were never planning on being a new gang. We're not planning on staying, quite frankly. We make the connections, we extend the network, and then we go elsewhere. Yeah. We don't actually want to run things here. No, we're quite busy. We're very Mm. good short-term. What we'd like to do is leave the Fish Kings with a couple of inns. Leave you lot with a couple of new alliances if we can manage it, and possibly squish the bowstring boys so that the street See, now you're stops. talking my language. Because they just don't seem approachable 
all reasonable. Also, with, you know, the whole revolution thing, they seem the least helpful to keep around. Yeah, and that's going to soon become everybody's problem. And when it does, oh, yeah. you don't want to be um, worrying about uh, being stabbed in the back from multiple directions, if you see what I mean. Absolutely. Well, it's well, like, you it's were saying, like you were saying earlier, Cause, and frankly, if the revolution goes badly, it will be the bowstring boys on top, and the revolution is more likely to go badly if all the fighting in the streets is still happening. Whereas yes. if we squash the bowstring boys early and the street fighting stops happening, the revolution's more likely to go well and new interesting things can happen. And you can all be left with a better situation with a connection to the Fisher Kings. And a lot of opportunities. Hmm. Yep. Mm, especially with that election that'll be coming up. Oh yeah, I, I hear there's gonna be a few openings. Yes, uh, from Again, if what I read in the papers is correct, there's room at the top. There is a lot. Got some cold seats to warm back up again. However, I won't be playing second fiddle. If you want our assistance now and in the long term, I'm going to make it very clear Azra answers to me. Oof, good luck with that. He shrugs one shoulder. She's got a leg up with those repeaters. You've got a leg up with your numbers. Equal footing is probably what we can offer. Mm. Equal but footing for now? Like we say, we're not here forever. She's new. She didn't help build this city the way we did. I think you'd have to begin on equal footing and make your own way from there. Well, as far as I'm concerned... Fisher Kings aren't interested in a load of gangs that are fighting for the top spot. So why there shouldn't be a fight over it. I think Azra's going to sit there and... I think Azra's desperate. She's not that desperate, darling. Mm, Azra's a clever girl. She'll realise that... She'll rant and she'll rave, and then she'll realise that her pride doesn't matter more than her survival. Unless you think the uh, bowstring boys are going to offer a better deal. I doubt it somehow. Honestly, we weren't really planning on talking to them. Probably for the best. Don't think we have a lot in common. Hmm. Looks between the three of you. Equal footing. An alliance is an alliance. Might just be kicking the can down the road. Down the road. You have my terms, and you have until the evening to come back to me. I'm not opposed to an alliance, but at the end of the day, there can only be 
one king in time. What makes you think it should be you? It'll like, twitch again. Genuine like, curiosity. Yeah, wait, like, give us your pitch. Well, well I mean, we're the ones picking. Are you now? Yeah. That's what we were sent for. It was like a... There's a shifting from the 30-odd halflings in the room. Owen makes no effort to stop them. All right. What makes me the best? Because I'm the smartest, and I'm the sharpest. And I've brought us from strength to strength while those meat-headed orcs have been trying to grind us halflings down since day zero. I look out for mine, and I'll be sure to look out for my city when I'm on top. It's funny, I've heard a similar pitch before. That's when it comes down to it, there can only ever be one top dog. Yeah, but there's more to being top dog than being the smartest or the most powerful. You would be also, responsible for every other gang underneath you. Are you actually just... going to care for them? Or do you just care for your own? I, yeah, Scampus just made the point, actually. What you've just said is I look out for me and mine. That doesn't make you a good... Simple. If they're mine, I look out for them. And you'll see the other gangs as yours? In the same way? When they know their place, yes. Hmm. Do this lot have to know their place? We're all family here. So no, then. They wouldn't... You wouldn't look out for them in the same way you look out for yours. You are so... Very interesting. Again, there's the twitching. I will take your words into consideration. Okay. Evenly back in. Does he seem to be being genuine with us? Rolling inside check. Can, can everyone? Can I? If you want, yeah. 15. <laughs> Celeste is too busy, like, trying to look intimidating. Um, it's like... Uh, what number did I just roll? Seven. There we go. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. <laughs> He's on... He is utterly unreadable. Um, there's something about him... He could be genuinely considering what you're saying. He could be about to take the sacks and try and put it through a Celestia's eyeball. I think it's He's both. Like, <laughs> like, there is... he. It, it's that hard to tell what he's thinking. You're interestingly hard to read. Thank you. It's good. How's the state? How does it appear to be? <laughs> have you tried? Have you have you tasted me? 
Um, yeah, I would uh, have had a yeah, smooth uh, chocolate. He had one. Smooth chocolate. Yeah, he, he does. He, uh, you, you do wait until he has a drink, and he has one. He, he's been having them evenly. It's actually a smooth, rich porter. It's actually uh, like it's got a good. Uh, it's got a good body to it. Oh, it's very refreshing. Also got a lot of um, got a lot of character. Mm. Better at the source. These things never keep as well in transit, but they always tend to keep the best stuff for home. Mm. Let's get over to Kernel at some point. Yes. Not actually, Kearney's myself. A lot of us oh. are from Halfland. Fair enough. I apologise. It's an easy mistake to make. Understand us. Yeah, uh, another reason, I suppose, why you wouldn't want the Arsurians running things. Again, Twitch. You could say that. I got family from Dovetail. Oof. Well, nods knowingly. well, um, it's been a lovely if meeting. You... If you ever see a Colonel, what's the chappy outside uh, in the in the fortress? Uh, Smith, Wilkins, something like that. Tomkins. Tomkins, that's it. You ever see him? You give him a dagger. You put a dagger in the eye of the butcher of Dovetail for me, would you? Uh, I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that's on our to-do list. This is an entirely separate conversation that we could have because if you want to do it, that could potentially be arranged. Mm. I'm being serious. <laughs> Sounds like you've got a score to sell. Um, as I see it. The two matters are hand in hand. You take my terms, and my family and I will be all too happy to join you in the field, to settle old scores and to look out for our own. Hmm. You really give up the chance for revenge on dead family because you don't want to start on equal footing with Azra. It comes to blood eventually, if it isn't. If it isn't set in advance. And you think it won't come to blood if you start the other way? He shrugs evenly. There is a certain way people think. If they think you're they're on a par with you. They'll try and step on your shoulders to get up. But if you're already on top, that makes them think twice. <laughs> I'm confident you've talked to Azra recently. If you don't think she'd try. <laughs> If she's... That's why I want... That's why I want her... To agree. Publicly. Hard to turn What makes you think that's worth her while? Because she hasn't got a cat's chance in hell of surviving otherwise. She has if she's a fish king. (laughs) Then we'll see if she's still standing in the morning. 
Well, you've given us something to think about. Just think it's a shame that you'd see your city potentially destroyed and taken over by all Syrians rather than take a slightly lower rank. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, this is your city and that uh, your family helped build it. You think they're going to raise wonder, it to the ground? I wonder how much of it you're willing to see destroyed over the the vendettas that you currently hold. How much is it actually worth to you? I'm surprised that somebody with family from Dovetail would not think about these things with the gravity mm. they deserve. Get you don't know how many ships switch. they're bringing. We do. You know they like to call us rats? They think of us as rats, little scurrying, squiggling little creatures. Oof. But there's much to recommend the rat. You're good at hiding, finding soft places to bite, surviving. Intelligent, too. Also incapable of vomiting. I did not know that. Yeah, that's why rats are actually really cautious about trying new foods because they can't throw them up. Well, you learn something new every day. There you go. I'm honest. Bet you a lot of rats died in dovetail, though. You want to take that risk? If it comes to it, I'll conserve my energy to look after me and mine and these streets and keep them safe. Because I don't think that they're going to raise the city to the grind. I think that they'll install some new, more compliant puppets up top and we might have to lay low for a while. You sure? It's an awfully big gamble if you're wrong. Lysa gamble. Well, I hope you don't lose. I'll drink to that. He grins. <laughs> Alright, glass. Drains his glass, puts it down, and there's just a moment of I finish mine. where the smile slips and there's just nothing but rage. And smiles again. Well, I'll have your answer by night four, or you'll fall, or you'll have mine. Great. Either way. Cheerio. Lovely meeting you. Yeah. Enjoy your day. Thank you for the drink. You awkwardly have to shuffle back out because of the height. Oh, no, just limbo back out. No, you're gonna, you're, you're, another acrobatics check because you're gonna get like get up from a sit <laughs> into a limbo. <clears throat> uh, that would be. Oh, what is it? Thirty. Okay. Uh, not thirty. Just... Um, twenty-seven. Sorry. As they lean back and just using your like your forearms to prop to prop, you just go straight into a limbo, and there's just. 
coolly limber back out. Bend my spine smoothly back up, points to the other end. Tam, the doorman, is like, fucking hell. <laughs> I'll see that Bendy. every day. Bendy, Tam. Woman of many talents, this one. Hmm. Be seeing you. Bye. Bye. The door closes. Tam takes a pipe, lights it. Well, have a good one. Right. Have a good day. Fuck off. You too. You too. Oh, <laughs> that counts. <laughs> I love that two of us said you too. That's amazing. <laughs> and wander back into the streets of Newmark to consider your next move. A move that you will be able to take next time. The hits of crime gangs aren't very nice. They aren't, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all very much for playing thank you all very much for listening and farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs Thersies and Natural Twenties When life's too full of hurtful things it's time to speak of tiger kings and yellow mountains autumn's fall did someone just explode that gull. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.